Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailed Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined as always. He has not forgotten, like a certain person from Random Superman. Uh, Matt's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More on that later, because yeah. I was very distressed. You know that? <laughs> Pete's seen Locke. I don't know, Connor, have you seen Locke? The Tom Hardy? Yeah. Just yeah. him in a car? Yeah. Great the, line of, the line that... that yeah, she is distressed. Um, th- that was me reading action this week. So, uh. Uh, also here we have a Connor, not the Connor you're oh. looking for. <laughs> definitely really not. Dig- Def- really digging it in here, aren't you? Def- definitely. If I could trade one for the other, I <laughs> definitely would. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I'll blame you on that. I would if I've ever heard of this Connor you speak of. He, he, Matt keeps going about this Connor this week, and I, I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, if I'm I could strangle you through the internet, it would be like Homer strangling Bart right now. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun with this today. Uh, so yeah, we're a DC Comics podcast, and we talk about this week's DC Comics, and on the show this week we will be discussing The Flash number 21, which is part two of The Button. Uh, we'll be talking about Detective Comics 955, Action Comics 978, Wonder Woman 21, Batgirl 10, Supergirl being Super number 3, Batman The Shadow issue 1, uh, that's Batman Shadow crossover, uh, Teen Titans number 7, Hal Jordan The Green Lantern Corps number 19, Justice League of America number 5, and finally Batman Beyond number 7. I'm a little bit annoyed in that list because I specifically told Peter Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps is being renamed to Hal and Pals, and that's just out there. And from now on, that's all we're referring to it as. Uh, can we just call it Pals? Because that's all I care about in that book. <laughs> Are the Pals? That's the better part. Yeah. yeah. I, I will accept Green Lantern Corps for short. That works. It's not as good. Hal and Pals is not being accepted. I'm sorry, Connor. That's. But that's the DC, you know how they have the DC girls line? You know? <laughs> yeah. Superhero Girls. Hal and Pals is the DC preschool line. Oh, that'd be right? amazing. For, for the little kids. You know? Sure, I can see it. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, how was your week this week? It was, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, action comics notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> busy, but I got a lot of stuff read. Uh, about almost done with uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology book. Which is totally worth the read. It's pretty great from what I've read so far. That's cool. That's cool. Carl, what did you do this week? Nothing except what you slave drove me to do with all the TV. It's been busy. (laughs) What are you Uh, talking about? I need to watch Fargo. I'm too behind already. There's only been two. (laughs) Yeah, no, and he didn't quite do enough either. He, he fell asleep last night before we had one more thing planned. Oh, God. God forbid the man shuts <laughs> down for sleep. You know, Connor had a post this week about how the human battery isn't that efficient. And I think, like, Connor did to you the equivalent of, I need to make a phone call, and it was, I have 10%, I'll be fine. And as you make the call, it just dies. <laughs> Pretty much, that's kind of what yeah, happened. Yeah, that's uh, accurate. Uh, the only okay. part about it, though, is that we'll go, we'll both go off to watch the episode of TV. I'll watch the whole thing, come back, and be like, right, I'm ready. And then there'll just be no response, and it'll just be like staring into a void. Which, admittedly... Yeah, I, I, I woke up on the couch three and a half hours later with a really bad neck. I good, you deserve it. <laughs> Isn't that the worst when you wake up, like, you fall asleep, and you forget where you were, and you wake up, and you're not in your yeah. bedroom? Oh, God. Yeah, oh, it's, 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 it's not great. It's like, I recognize this, but it's not right. 
I, I, I don't like Superman's history. I recognize this, but it's not right. <laughs> I did a little bit of a extra comic reading. I read uh, another couple of issues of Destro. I didn't read as much as I wanted to. I read two issues this week. Uh, but I'm plugging away at it. I'll, I should be caught up for the crossover. Yeah. And uh, I read, obviously, Aliens Dead Orbit issue one. That came out on Wednesday. Uh, it was fun. I've not read any of the other non-DC books that so I was going to time for 426 Day. Yeah, yeah. LV426, okay. Alien Day. Uh Although, the most exciting thing I did this week, uh, media-wise, was uh, I've been watching Mystery Science Theater 3000, the new season from Netflix. I've watched a few episodes of that this week, and I have been loving it. It's been great. Can I watch that without having any foundation in the original? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Okay. There there is a couple of vague references that there might be some weird continuity. I like a lot of the people involved, but it was just... Jumping in, like, I don't want to jump in halfway. Yeah. Enough. Uh, I mean, all, all that really matters uh, that connects to anything is that Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt's characters are uh-huh. the son or daughter of characters that were in the old show. Gotcha. But it, 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 it's, it's next to meaningless. It doesn't really matter. Gotcha. So it's, it's just for the name's sake more than anything. Good. So now I got that to watch. I got the new Bill Nye show. I got way too much to do. Hmm. Uh, but no, that was good fun. <laughs> so I, I've, I've been into that. So that's been cool. No. Uh, so, that's, that's all about, well, not quite to comics yet. We got a little bit of news before we actually get to the books. Now, not as much as last week. Last week had tons of stuff because we had uh, big things from solicits and panels and yeah. all sorts. A uh, couple of quick things. I'll do the the, the, quick, the quicker thing first. Uh, we actually have our first kind of genuine delay of Rebirth. Uh, we had one small one before. Remember, there was a Green Lanterns issue. There was a printing error, so it got pushed back by one week. Uh, this is the first delay that I I can remember, unless although Connor's probably gonna tell me Suicide Squad got delayed because of Jim Lee uh, at some point. No, I think there's been a couple of times where things have kind of swapped over weeks, so maybe that's that's been a delay. Well, like, but we just didn't really hear about it as much. I don't know if like, All Star Batman, All Star Batman, yeah. Oh yeah, also Batman gets delayed in a regular case, but I I guess because I've kind of written that off from my my caring board, I wasn't thinking about that. Smart. I, I think this this is the first one that matters on a timely scale because that one okay yeah. if it comes out a week later it doesn't yeah. really make a difference that, that said though I, I, I could just compare the button has its final issue delayed by one week versus the final issue of civil war 2 being delayed for how many months was that late compared to when it was originally meant to come out too many to be fair they added an extra last issue so the the last issue that was originally since while late wasn't quite as late as it seems <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, it was still late. The point is, one week, it's not a big deal. Uh, and there's a kind of good reason for it. It's basically, Tom King was going to be writing Batman issue 22, which is the, the third part of the button, which is going to be next week. However, yep. Joshua Williamson, who writes Flash, and is writing the Flash issues of the crossover, is also going to be writing that issue now as well. Uh, I think the reasons given were just that Tom King wants to have time focus for him. to focus on... Yeah. Yeah. And so Williamson, since they were co-doing it, he just told him, "I'll I'll take the reins. It's it's yeah. a big story, anyways." But so. because, because this seems to be of a, a relatively last-minute decision, it means that he needs the extra week to get the, the final yeah. issue done. Uh, Flash yeah. Twenty Two. I think it's so. kind of strange we're hearing about this actually as late as we are, given that obviously Batman's out next week. I, do, do you know what I, I bet it is? I bet the decision yeah. for him to write it was a little bit ago, but it wasn't until just 
recently that is like, oh shit, I'm not going to have this done in time because I've been spending time on this. The, the next one's going to be either late. way. Like what I mean is, it still seems like first to hear about this a writing delay when huh? the book should have been out in two weeks. It's going to be out in three weeks. The art still would have well, to be done after that. I don't think it's he's still writing it though. The writing's probably done, but he probably didn't get it to the artist in time. That that yeah. was where the, yeah. the delay. So maybe they thought, oh, we'll still get it done in time, but then the artist went, oh no, it's not going to quite make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the writing's what caused it, but it was. You know, like that yeah. happened earlier, and they thought it wouldn't actually affect it, but it ended up do- yeah. doing it. So there you go. Yeah, comics work on a delayed schedule. So every if this was news when it happened, it would have been like what four or five months ago. So probably not that much. Well, but, yeah. no, probably that much? six weeks ago at most. Yeah. Well, well, it's either a bit, way, it's a bit it doesn't now. impact it that much. It's a bit harder to see how advanced these things are now because we're double shipping. I, because they're letting artists yeah. get ahead of some of the arcs so they can keep up with the schedule. It's, I think it's a little bit weirder now for the the way they're in advance. Yeah. Like, who's doing the art for Batman next week? Next week, oh, it's uh, Fabric again. Fabric again. So, and that dude works quick, I think. Yeah, because he pumps stuff out. So, because yeah, he's doing the Batman issues and Howard Porter's doing the Flash issues. So, yeah. So no, uh, so not a huge deal. But the so Flash Twenty Two has been delayed by a week, uh, meaning that, incidentally. That means that the button will end on our 52nd episode. Look at that. <laughs> that couldn't Manhattan. have gone any better, could it? Yeah. No. So that's exciting. That'll be fun. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, the other news, which is a bit bigger, although it's it's only bigger in potential because they've been very vague about the comics aspect, aspect of this. So DC in 2018 are launching a digital service. Uh, basically DC Netflix. And... They're launching with original content. The two shows they're launching with, they're going to launch with a live-action Teen Titans show called Titans, uh, which Greg Berlanti, who produces all the CW shows, is producing and uh, helping write, along with Jeff Johns. He's been tweeting rather heavily about that, actually. Yeah, he was tweeting, oh, I'm excited to be writing this tonight. And he t- he, we know Dick Grayson's going to be the lead character, the lead of the team. He, I know think it was just... Well, he should t- be. T- today, yeah. he, he tweeted a, a picture of the whole team. He was like, oh, it's good to be writing again. Oh yeah, it wasn't. It was just a picture of one of his covers, though, from his run. So, and we know Dick yeah, Grayson's yeah. not, not in, that, it, in that team, so it's not. I don't think it means anything for the members. Perhaps not. But I was, I was getting to the members though. Uh, so Dick Grayson is the leader. They've confirmed uh, Starfire, Raven, and then he confirmed quite heavily on uh, Twitter that Beast Boy would be on the on the show. So, so that's the thing, right? Cool. Uh, also, season three of Young Justice is going to be called Young Justice Outsiders, the animated series. That's going to be exclusive to this service. So that's your shows. That's what that's what they're launching with with exclusive content. Presumably they'll have old shows as well on there uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but they also, they obviously we read this and go, surely there's going to be a comics aspect to this. If you're going to make a DC specific like subscription service, putting a Marvel Unlimited style thing into it for DC comics <coughs> would be perfect. The articles had one sentence that said. Uh, it's a, it'll be multiple digital content, including comics. That's all it said. It didn't give us any details. It didn't say, oh, it'll be a six-month delay at Marvel Limited. It didn't say anything like that. So we don't know to what extent this affects comics. Um, but I think we should actually just say as well, we're, we're assuming it'll even be something similar to Unlimited because there's nothing that hints at that. This could be just, oh, no, yeah. oh the, the digital first ones, they go on there or something like that. that. That could be all it is. Maybe they do exclusive, like in the same way they're doing original content, with the TV, maybe could, they do something it, exclusive for this. That's it. It also couldn't even be that. It, it may just be, oh, yeah, you get comics, comics on it, but it'll be like a rotating library of like ten books or something like that, or it'll be 
I mean, it could yeah. be a number of things. We don't know. We we are hoping it will be like Marvel Unlimited because that would make this really valuable. This would this would be such a good sell to anyone who wants to read old DC comics and wants to catch up in continuity, read events, read runs. Yeah, pay your ten bucks a month, and and we don't know the price. I'm just guessing the price, but we're hoping that's what it'll be from the comics point of view. Yeah, prices could be anywhere given what it's selling. I mean, Netflix is what about ten, depending on what plan you're on. It varies, and then Marvel Unlimited's ten, I think. Yeah, but I think anything more than ten is too much. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what they're offering, it'll just feel too much. Yeah. Because people already have all the, the, all the various services. Asking someone to pay more than 10 for something like this, it just feels like it's dead on arrival. Because people are just going to look at it and go, well, I kind of want it, but like, can I justify paying 15 Depends what they're offering, doesn't it? I, think I don't ultimately. think it does. I, don't th- I, I legitimately don't think it does. I don't th- it doesn't matter if they're giving you five new shows first and you're getting the Marvel Unlimited. I feel like people just look at the price and not enough people subscribe to it. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying they couldn't give us something that's worth fifteen a month, but I don't think it would survive. I don't think it would succeed at fifteen a month. Perhaps not. It's nowhere knowing. Well, there's a way of knowing they could do it and they'll fail. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah. saying you look at every other one, and they're all around ten to twelve. So I mean, just using that, yeah, for it. And if Pete, like Pete said, the digital first, you know, that's their toe in. I can see them adding that into it for that price. I, I don't want to repeat repeat too much because obviously we do a weekly TV news video on the the YouTube channel, and mm. we talked about this, and we were speculating that the animated movies might become exclusive to that. That, that could be something mm. they could end up doing. That would make a lot of sense to me, but. Uh, as far as the comics are concerned, we have that one sentence that said there will be comics of some kind involved. We don't know to what extent. Mm-hmm. We are hoping, best case scenario, DC Unlimited. That's yeah. what I top. So, uh, but that was the news. That, that was that was all the all the all the juicy bits this week. So let's get on to some books then. Let's talk about uh, the Flash issue twenty one, the Button Part Two, Joshua Williamson writing, Howard Porter on art. Barry and that goddamn treadmill. That's why. Well, that's why I would make the joke before I started going to the gym. That's why I stay away from treadmills. They're evil. They they only put you into trouble. But now that I go to the gym weekly, well, multiple times a week. I know that's not true. You just have to have coordination or a battering with a tether on it. Yeah, just to keep a hold because <laughs> just to keep a hold. I mean, that's 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 just evaluate the main thing that happens here. Batman goes on a raid with Barry on the cosmic treadmill. Oh, that's so Silver Age, so Kirby esque. Like, I kind of love it. Yeah, especially with all the 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 purples and greens kind of all yeah. around them as it's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. My only complaint about the art in this is that the way that Porter draws the you know all the yellow lines they added for the, the new 52 flash outfit like yeah the way, he, the way they're just always on him in this comic regardless of what's happening porter yeah. was part of that john's run of the mid-2000s mm. uh with wally and it always looked fine with just the straight red but it did look a little off that said but- i love how he draws the speed itself oh yeah yeah, yeah the speed looks great well it, it felt like a throwback to that time and i liked that it was the last one had Watchmen vibes with the mm. nine-panel layouts and whatever. This had 
you know, mid two thousands comic vibes, at least for me. Yeah, Flash, That's I Flash specifically, with. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last issue, the Batman issue last week started with a tease of Saturn Girl. Started with Legion of yeah. Superheroes teasing an Arkham. This issue went to something else that was teased in Rebirth, the Rebirth one shot, and is again they're teasing here. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt, thank you. Because uh, <laughs> we, we saw we saw him with the pen. Yeah, we saw him with the pen in Rebirth, and he was like, "Ah, oh, Thunderbolt, he, like come and he, he's raving, and they'll think he's crazy because he's like talking to a pen and he's talking about the Justice Society." He's like, because he's ninety years old, he's living in an assisted living community, and I mean, here's the thing: if I saw an old dude and I worked there yelling Thunderbolt, I'd give him his meds too. Like, <laughs> like this yeah. isn't just Saturn Girl and Arkham, you know. This, you know, this has more, like, reality to it, which is dumb to say in a comic, but, uh, you this, know. This excited me, so just, because I didn't realize that we were going to open with this. You, yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. that first page is like, oh, yeah. Because obviously we, we kind of know where this is going at the end game, thanks to some covers that may or may not have been seen, thanks to solicits. Yep. Aye. But <laughs> I, did, I still wasn't expecting this you weren't expecting to open the book and it was Johnny Thunder yelling at the sky. No. Exactly. Well, yeah. But it makes sense with, with John's having helped, right? They were picking up on threads from his, yeah. from the one shot that he wrote. But, but this makes me wonder, like, there, there's issue three, well, I say three and four, you know what I mean? The next next two issues of the crossover, right. like, do they start with other things, like, carrying on from the rebirth teases for various things? I mean, what, what else was there? We had the Legion, we had Justice Society... We've gotten Wally and the Titans and that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, we had that. Uh, I, 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 Ollie I guess. And Dinah. Ollie and Dinah. We, we also had. See, again, that's like their book. Like, Fate was a thing yeah. with the Atom, but again, that's. Yeah. That was the Atom. But then again, that feels like it's going to be a GLA esque. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could. I, I could see with all the, the, the time stuff and the, the um, different vibrational frequencies, I could see Ray Palmer's name coming up. Um, and Batman works with with. I wonder. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, I, I, it could just be that these two introductory chapters have them, and then the next two won't because they're already like not in present day anymore. By the time we yeah, get to the next if, issue. If I mean, if we go back and we see you know Saturn Girl in the next one, that'd be cool because there's some continuity between issues. There. But so, this yeah, one, Alt Nine would work. Yeah. yeah. To, this to, I like too with flashes. History with the Justice Society. I mean, the whole Flash of Two Worlds and that yeah. whole thing. It it works hand-in-hand hand really well. So, I mean, the, the basic summary of the actual main plot of the issue is that Barry's like, oh, crap, I need to I need to find out what's going on here. And he goes to the Watchtower, gets, pulls the sheet off the this cosmic treadmill as if it's a, you know, car. The, you know, the, the old, yeah, the, the old yeah. car that's the old faithful that he never thought he'd have to use again. Well, that's only that he said it was too dangerous to use, so we put it away. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, which I, like, I think instantly you know he's going... I mean, if you're a fan, you're a long-time fan, you've uh-huh. read this stuff, uh, The Flash, before, you know he's going for the treadmill. Like You get excited because you realise that's what he's about to pull over. That's how, that's how he time travels. Uh, yeah. he's got a, he ain't got a time sphere. <laughs> so I want to pick up on a couple of points throughout here, right? So one that I want to mention is when he's narrating towards the start and he's talking about his uh, mother dying, right? Mm-hmm. He says it was a cold case and no one ever knew what happened. Yeah. He he does not mention his father going to jail Dad, for the crime. 
when did this hmm. change and what changed it? Tiny Wimey. This is I noticed that too because he he even which is the part that got me right in the heart is he told his mom he goes it's over because he sees Thon's dead clearly dead body. The uh, porter drew him as a skeleton in a flash suit here. <laughs> you know, he'll um, be back. He's only half dead. Yeah, no, I know, but still, I thought that was pretty funny after our conversation last week. Um, but yeah, he's put this to rest now, and he almost can go forward. But I thought that was interesting too. That his dad didn't do any time. Yeah, like because in New Fifty Two, that was a thing, right? His dad was in prison. That well, yeah, that that came from Flashpoint itself because up to that point, his mom wasn't a thing. Like, he yeah, was the one superhero that didn't have parent issues. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm just confirming right? that in, in New Fifty Two, huh? this was a thing. Yeah. His dad was in prison, right? I'm not misremembering this. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so this change is either rebirth itself. When Molly came back, or it's just happened with Reverse Flash going to like yeah. touching the button and going wherever he's went, and that's altered history. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Like that—that's maybe the, that's the one point I can maybe think of because obviously this is just slightly put in there. This is like it's not a big moment. It's just him making a passing comment about his history, and it's yeah. like oh, but obviously we're picking oh. up on it and going well, okay. Wait a minute, and that's we've changed. seen. So when when we talked to his dad in that issue a couple months back. Right when Wally, it's it set up the Wally finding out about his dad. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and read that. Was that did they mention him being in jail and how he being released? I can't remember. I don't remember. Well, that's the thing. We weren't looking for it because we just assumed he was. Whereas now I'm like, wait a minute. I I don't recall them mentioning it, but it's harder to recall them not mentioning something. It is because you're like, I don't know. Uh, So. Yeah, that was the thing. Uh, Batman's beat up to shit. <laughs> um, yeah. As he should be. As, as he should mm-hmm. be after that. But of course he's stubborn and he's coming along. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about the page. Well, several pages, but the one main one. It's when Barry goes into the Watchtower and we see this room full of collectibles. It's almost like the uh, Watchtower's like, do you know, like Batman has all these things in the cave from various things? Yeah. It's almost like that in the Watchtower of various items and costumes. It's like a lost and found. Yeah, that's what they that's what they call it, isn't it? The Hall of yeah. Lost and Found. The Hall of Lost and Found. Why not just call no. it the Lost and Found? No, it's the Hall of Lost because it sounds more prestigious. Oh, it's because because yes. Hal named it. Yeah. That, that, that's Hal why. Hal calls it the Hall of... Yeah, there's a tongue-in-cheek aspect to it. Uh, that's why Hal so has I, no pals I looked over at this page, this was my first read of the week and I'm sitting there eating breakfast and I ended up losing time <laughs> and not finishing the issue because I was looking over these pages mm. and you, you have the Viking Princess boat, boat right there in the back uh, the time that's... ship yeah yeah, yeah. Well, me, me, um, me and Connor were talking about this during the week, actually, right? And we were saying, all right, we're going to name like half the things, and then Matt's going to come in and yeah. whip out his DC knowledge deck and name yeah. everything else. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I got to pull up the page again. Just, yeah. Uh, well, so yeah. what we have? We have a, a model of Skeet. We have a Doctor Fate helmet. Yeah. We have what looks like a Raven costume in the back. We have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the a, bug. We have a Martian Manhunter costume. There's a giant purple egg. Do you know what this giant purple egg is, Matt? <laughs> It looks like um, egg foo the in fifty two. Remember, oh, right. there was that that egg guy on Oolong Island. Mm. That's what I thought that was. 
uh, looks like a spotlight of some kind. I, I thought that was more a mirror because it seems to be on like a crystal a base, like a, like yeah. like the mm. fortress style crystals. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. There's there's something in a a yellow glass sort of box that's moving around at super speed. By the looks of it, mm-hmm. or at least quick enough that it's not still. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we appear to have some sort of trident. Could be a an Aquaman thing. If you look above, you know where the the Raven costume is. There's a there's a rocket that kind of looks like a Kalal's rocket. Yeah. 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 Looks like a version of that. Next to the weird Pope costume. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I'm not yeah. sure what that is. Yeah, I don't know. What that Me neither. Is. You have Manhunter's costume in front of the egg, which I thought. Yeah, Martian Manhunter's outfit. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Given that we've not seen him really. No. Uh, if at all. Right next. Yeah, right next to Ravens, it looks like Zatara's turban. That he wore in like early, early issues. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think a lot of this stuff is just Easter egg fun. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of it there that's also. That that's the thing. It, so much of it maybe is Easter eggs, but it'll be yeah. very very specific what they're yeah. uh, what they're allowed could, could, yeah, to show. Could, what could, they could are. be yeah. some of these might be very specific teases. Uh, and Zatara, for those who don't know, is Zatanna's uh, dad. Father. Yeah. Uh, some that some armor looking thing. It looks like it belonged to. Like, you guys remember there was that, that, the Justice League of Japan that Morrison wrote about in Batman? Mm. Oh, yeah, he yeah. Did Batman Inc. It looks like one of those guys' costumes. It kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, the, the the stuff the New Gods were wearing in Azarello's That too. stuff. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of one of those. Not, uh, mm. not any specific one, just the, the general aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, there's also a book at the front, which... We 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 were thinking uh, one of the magic books to do with the houses and all that kind of thing, you know, yeah. one of those books that Constantine would whip out in the occasional. Yep. Uh, Is that a bomb on the far left? It looks like a big bomb. Uh, it, uh, it does look like a sort of a, one yeah. of those old school ridiculous big warheads. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I've just caught that. But yeah, but, and then we go a few pages more. Yeah, there's some outfits in the um, background. A few pages later. Me. Major, where, where are they at? Yep. So you go to the next page under the Wally and him re- reenacting. And you got Our Man and Star Spangled Kid. And I can't figure out who the green one is. Yeah, we couldn't get that green one either. Yeah, yeah. Those are JSA costumes. Now, as far as I know, there is no JSA. No. So where did the Justice League get these from? That's the question, isn't it? I mean, yeah. even even the whole even if, the, the whole time ship, the big one. Yeah, but even that. Uh, also, I just noticed the Kirby dot uh, on that page. I thought, is it is it possible? Like, even though the events get erased, the items that were in the Watchtower are still, still in the Watchtower for some reason. But yeah. yeah, but even even if you say that's not the Justice Society, that's the All Star Squadron. That's still a superhero team that everybody has forgotten about. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So I that those cannot be a coincidence. I don't think it was Howard Porter going, "Hey, do you mind if I draw some Justice Society?" No, like, they feel very by request. Age? They're too specific, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Speaking of specific, I mean, it's our man, Matt. Do you have any idea what the costumes are? Uh, a couple of pages later, the what the, on the Batman page. The, yeah, the pals got the star rolls at the. the oh left. yeah, those those are Legion suits. Right. Okay. Right. That, okay. That that's and I don't know about the Mohawk and whatnot, but that is clearly Lightning Lads get up in uh, one of the timelines it, it could be the legion lost 
you know, period that was like in between the original and the three boot legion. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I don't think there's any coincidence that the book, the, the, this crossover, which has teased both a, a legion character and a, a JSA character, has all these yep. JSA and legion costumes in the background. At this, it, these is it me or is that uh, underneath the star rose in one of the other tubes? Is that a green lantern ring? It is a green lantern ring. Oh, it is. You're right. Yeah. I, I didn't spot that before. I'm just every time no. I look, I see something new. No, just, just to explain for like, especially because I know some people uh, watch or listen to the podcast who don't actually uh. read the books first; they, they get trades later. I just want to point yeah, that these are just panels where like Flash is narrating and explaining that he's got to use the cosmic treadmill. Batman shows up, but it's all this stuff in the background. It's packed with all these little details, and this is what we are picking well, apart right now. We're trying to spot everything. And yeah, and and the thing is, they're on panels where there's not actually a lot going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and even that one where you see the JSA costumes, they're center of the page. They're meant to bring your eye. And then when you get to the Legion costumes, they're right behind Batman, yeah, and they, they're drawn in a way that your eye is drawn to them. They want like, us to notice just, them. Yeah, they want us yeah. to pay attention to this. It's not just because that, Easter eggs. The page with Batman is just one bubble, and it's just Batman standing. Yeah, it's quite a big panel for what it is. Yeah. Final yeah. one, Matt. A page after that's when Barry actually starts to use the treadmill when they're on it. Uh-huh. There's a white and orange costume. Do you have any idea uh-huh. who that is? It looks like the Russian uh, Iron Man guy, Crimson Dynamo, I want to say. No, that's, that's another one. I have to look him up. You know what? He now, was... now you've said that, I can kind of see Russian. <laughs> Russian Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russian Red. He was in the Generation Lost, a version of him. With Booster and Jade and, and all those, hmm. right? So lost era. So Barry starts to run with the treadmill, and they go through yep. the time stream, and they see basically other timelines, or and they even speculate, or oh, maybe this isn't other worlds. Maybe this is actually our past. History. Yeah, this is our history that we don't remember. Uh, so we're really getting to this, and obviously this comes up a lot in action as well about oh memories are muddled, things are missing, what's going on, we've been altered with. Uh, but we, we see them in classic costumes, we see different versions, we see like a kind of 90s-esque looking version, we see like an even older school sort of a 70s-esque looking. Yeah. We see a panel well, which I'm... Silver Age. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a panel there that's clearly uh, looking at Identity Crisis. It, it, yeah. It makes me think of it because it's Batman's pissed off and Zatanna's there and it really reminds me of that whole him being pissed up at the mind wipe. Well, and yeah. that makes sense because remember yeah. Barry was the deciding vote. Wally, you mean? Yeah. No, no, no. That was Barry because that was... Oh, in the Barry flashback. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, the right. flashback. Because right, remember, because it's Wally's he, the Flash in present day in that book, which is why I said he, Wally. Yeah, okay. Right, right, and he figures it out, and um, Batman stumbles in on them mind-wiping Dr. Light, but Barry was the deciding vote on if they should or not. Um, and that was a big thing because he was like the... The goody-goody, even more so yeah. than, than Batman. And Wally's yeah, against it, though, because yes. when Wally finds out, yeah. he's pissed about it. Yeah, And it kind of tarnishes his view of this guy that was always his hero. And and it kind of makes him hold it against Hal, because Hal was kind of... Was, I, I can't... i got to go back and reread it, but Hal... It was like Hal and Ollie had him split down the line, um, and words are said. But yeah, and then Barry didn't want them to do it to Batman. So even yeah. that look on, on his face there... Like this is as a continuity wong and as a lover of DC history. This issue is huge, just for that type of stuff, because yeah. it's bringing up all of these things. And you have the, you know, you have the big seven basically on that page on the top in the yeah. corner. Martian Manhunter's there. <laughs> and, is, yeah. and Aquaman, 
And then when you add, you know, Batman and Flash right there, it makes it, you know. And then you look over at the, the next page, and it's the Silver Age, because look at Barry's belt, you know. And even Batman's and, blue cape and cowl, well, that's super serious. Yep, and Wonder Woman's, you know, look to it and, and whatnot. So I like that they're playing, that Williamson is, is doing the John thing and playing with their own history yeah. And how it's informed them to this point. And Joe, you know what it does as well, it, it just it reminds you that everything still matters. In some mm-hmm. yeah. way, so everything still matters. Nothing, yep. they may forget it at times, things may get muddled, but things still kind of matter. Here, we remember. There's, there's, there's that old adage that every comic is someone's first comic. And as someone that came into comics, you know, shoot, 13, 14 years ago now, mm. it was this type of stuff and seeing this and going, oh, I wonder who that is. And yeah. then talking to the guy at the comic shop, and then that's how I'd find this character. And it goes, and so when I hear people online complaining that this is just written for the old fanboys, it's like, well, no, like, this might make somebody want to go check out Identity Crisis or a Silver Age story that they're now packaging up in trade paperbacks and selling right next to the Rebirth stuff, you know? And it's that actually kind sense. of genius from a, a business standpoint. But even from a story standpoint, that they're telling you, like, yeah, I may not matter right now, but everything to this point does. So the more you read, the better, you know. I think even more specifically, I think I think what comic bookshop should be doing right now is having the Flashpoint trade next to this. Because yeah. they read this issue, yeah. and they keep talking about Flashpoint, they keep talking about everything that happened. Yep. And, of course, <clears> the cliffhanger at the end of this issue, which surprises no one, we kind of knew this was a cliffhanger that was coming. Yeah. Uh, so eventually they're, they're running through the, the, the whole you know, the timeline, the time stream, you know, Speed Force, and everything goes white, they wake up, they're in a, what, the Batcave, but everything is not what it, like it is, it's not as high tech, it's just it's like, and like they kind of realise where they are. It's literally a cave. <laughs> like, like when we see think the Batcave, we think of the giant computer and yeah. the dinosaur and the Joker card. This is literally a cave with bats in it that has a a couple of desk. tables. Yeah, it's got a, a table. A desk and like a, a whiteboard, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Very low tech. Very low tech. Uh, it is basically yeah. They're in. They're, they seem to be in the Flashpoint universe, and Thomas Wayne is Batman's there. And the final page is Batman and or Bruce and Thomas looking at each other, and that's your cliffhanger. Yep. Uh, as, as a cliffhanger goes, it's fine because uh, sure. It is. <laughs> Big yeah, as a character, reading reading Flashpoint, I wasn't a big fan of Thomas Wayne. I just thought he was like, you know, aggro. But the connection with Bruce over the son that he never had and the potential. Oh yeah. Um, that, that's I like why that. I love the uh, the Azarello mini, the uh, the the Batman yeah. one, uh, because mm-hmm. it, it fleshed him out a lot. And this idea of the hope that there was a better world where he could die instead yeah. of his son, and his son was a better person than he was because he wasn't killing yeah. people and so on. Like that, that idea, right. that idea of him like getting this glimmer of hope because out out there somewhere, his son's doing better than he ever could. Uh, yeah. There was some inspiration in that. So them interacting here uh, should be interesting. Like how how does Batman feel when he finds out this this version of his father's killing people and. <laughs> So on, like, how, how did those well, conversations go? This begs the question too: What point in Flashpoint have they crashed to? Because he knows yeah. about Bruce, but it was my understanding that Flashpoint wasn't an alternate history; it was created by the real world. But yeah. that, that, that yeah. begs the question: Does it stay existing, even even though it got fixed and we went back into the universe and right. Pandora and presumably Manhattan manipulated things? Right. Because it was created, did it keep existing? 
Did like just did Barry just leave it and it kept going? So at that point, does it then become an alternate reality instead of just yeah. a timeline? Right. Man, I love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Some people hate it. it. Some people hate when you start talking about and... timelines. Like, oh, this is goofy. Stop it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's what I've yeah. always. Go ahead, Connor. I was going to say, Flashpoint is probably essential reading over the next week if you've not read it. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Which I think, if I have time, I might, I might reread Flashpoint. Pull, pull the issues out. I just organized all my comics. So, oh, so I you know, know where they are now. I know where Flashpoint is because I marked the box. <laughs> Flashpoint. Because I was still a huge completionist, so I read everything. Every I, miniseries during Flashpoint. Everything, and I but them. I read a lot of the minis. I didn't read all of them, yeah. but I read a lot of them. So I have a, basically half a comics box that's just Flashpoint. <laughs> a short or long box? Uh, it's a short box because okay. those are more. But yeah, yeah, I have seventeen short boxes of comics in there, so yeah. Of course you do. Uh, All right, is there anything else we would like to talk about in the Flash Twenty One before we wrap it up? Writing, writing was good, and the art. I like seeing Howard Porter draw Flash. So Joe, jo, 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 I thought it was really funny. Jeff, we were comparing it to the the two thousands Flash run, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Johns' run. What I think is funny is that I've heard people complain that the one complaint I've seen about this issue is that it's too much uh, exposition from Barry in narration, and that made me laugh because that's the exact same complaint that I remember people saying about Jeff Johns' Flash comics. Yep. So I, I almost like just had a little chuckle and went, "Well, that's good then." <laughs> yeah, because well, there's there's the, the phrase Jeff position where because you know Johns would always because again he writes this is everyone's first comic, so if you pick it up, and it's really it's never that encumbersome. Like, I would complain about Green Lantern because it was the same, or Green Lanterns, at the early of the rebirth, because it was the same dialogue every time. This, at least, is different enough mm. that it just catches people up on what's going on. Yeah, it's always so. it's always contextual. Like, if something affects something that's mm. going on, he will mention it in his narration kind of thing. That, that's typically how Johns does it. Uh, and it was also the running joke, of course, that every issue of Green Lantern started with, my name is Hal Jordan, and I'm the Green Lantern of Section 2814. Yep. Every single time. Uh, but no, this was another enjoyable issue. I, I think I I preferred the last issue of this crossover a bit, be, just because the, the action of it, it was so tense. It was all yeah. about the countdown of this fight. The emotion in the fight was a lot more uh, palpable, whereas here it was more right. about, okay, now we actually have to do some plot things. And It's yeah. it's funny how the Batman issue is packed with action and then the Flash is packed with moving forward. Like, meta-wise, hmm. it works. Yeah. All, I think last no. week was probably a better comic, like you say, in terms yeah. of as to, to read this one issue. It, it reads yeah. better. But this one did so much more for me in terms of just look at you know, all the Easter eggs. Oh, and yeah. All, I had a lot more stuff. of that in it, yeah. Uh, aye, that, 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 that's fair. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the next issue, the Batman issue, is just one scene again, uh, but it's like Batman and Thomas Wayne like just talking for the issue, and Barry's like... It, it wouldn't surprise me if the whole issue is just them in that cave discussing what's going on i mean if you've read nailbiter williamson does that so well conversations like that set in one mm. room so it's i could see that and i could see that's why he jumped at the chance to catch tom king up you know mm. but yeah i can do this issue this is an easy issue yeah <laughs> so this yeah. is my kind of issue no, i i'm really i'm really curious how we get to uh how we get to a certain returning character like is it just on the way back through the time stream like he's yeah. there like 
Yeah, deliveries. or do they change something when they're in Flashpoint and something happens that... And if they do change something, what else gets changed as a result? Like, Does it ripple through the universe? Do we get other things changing? Yeah. Obviously, we, we did get the tease of that character in this issue. In the Flash, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, okay, the, the, the seeds are already in there anyway. Now, I don't think it's going to lead to directly GSA, because we'd already know about that book by now. If, if this was spinning out into a GSA book, yeah. we'd know about yeah. that already. It's too too late for that, but I, I just wonder what, what other universe effects oh. are we going to see? Although we didn't know about a writer change until this week, and the book's out next That's week, true. so... Oh, Matt, what, what, what if they completely just go, like, oh, yeah, by the way, from issue 7 on, GLA is now GSA. Well, Have okay. it. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm not getting it digitally anymore, and I'm adding it to my collection because, yeah. you know, adding up those boxes. All right. Uh, okay, so we'll have more on the button next week. We have uh, the next part uh, yeah. then. So that's the Flash number twenty-one. We we all enjoyed it. It was it was full of Easter eggs, yeah. full of fun universe stuff, uh, and yeah. So cool, cool, cool throwback to the Flash era, of the two thousands as well. Yeah. Alright, that'll take us on to Detective Comics 955, written by James Tynan, the fourth, and art by... James the fourth. <laughs> Marcio Takara. Uh, I love this issue. This was a... Uh, this was the per... It's not actually the last issue of the arc, but it felt like the perfect sort of follow-up to the uh, the 950 issue, the story with uh, yeah. Cass. Mm. Uh, for exactly. all these reasons. It's a sequel to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Peter, I just got to ask you: Does does Barbara Gordon know that you're stepping out on her with Cassandra Kane? Because you seem to be loving the Cassie stuff more than the best. Well, look at that. First of all, there's room in my heart for three bad girls, right? Let's make that perfectly clear right now. <laughs> Let's make that perfectly clear. I'm just, just wanted to just wanted to know. I, I loved mean, I loved them all for different reasons. Okay. Okay. Look, he's got a Batgirl harem. <laughs> Ah, uh, stop! This is getting weird, Matt. Uh, right, so uh, uh, no, but that this was again Casper a badass, but it was bringing that that emotion into it. She, we we, we see that uh, the ballet dancer she was just like spying on, yep. and the the first issue, well, I say the first issue, the, the first issue of the arc. Uh, oh, the arc, yeah, 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 yeah. And she runs into her and she's like, "Oh, I've seen you around, and I, I, you know, I was scared of you because that was a big thing in that issue. Is that she, she thought, oh, the monster, and she called the police." <laughs> Because she was stalking the poor girl, because she doesn't have context sure. for human relationships. So, but 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 the girl under, sort of comes to realize, okay, she was just sort of scared, mm-hmm. and she was trying to see the, the dancing or whatever. Yeah. And she reads this this book, uh, the girl who was a shadow, which may or may not end up being the title of this episode of the podcast. Uh, but be the shadow. Yeah. So, but so we we get this as we see how the other things are playing out. We see that Batwing and Azarello and Batwoman are been stripped naked and are chained. Uh, underground. I'm starting to love Luke Fox so much. Like he's entering Guy Gardner in Booster Gold, <laughs> just flippancy he, level. I can see he, it. He's getting up into the the fun dickishness. Exactly, because he's just like, yeah, we tried everything, but you're more than like, you know, please. Uh, if you got a key hidden somewhere in there, use it. <laughs> type yeah. of vibe. Well, it's funny because he says that he see he cracks that joke about Batwoman maybe hiding a key somewhere. And yeah. then I think it's like the next scene we we cut to Batman and Shiva and they they, they defeat Batman they, they capture Batman and yeah. she's like he'll have lockpicks under his skin make sure you remove them first <laughs> and yeah. I'm like well Batman's got stuff hidden somewhere get stuff up your well, same that's Kate why I like it yeah you know Kate you have yeah. a natural 
hiding spot for these things. Batman, yeah. poor Batman, shoving things in his skin. He's implanting things. Yeah. He's cutting himself for it. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, but, but no, that, that's a fun joke. But most of it, of course, but I did like was orphan. Go ahead. I was going to say most of it was orphan and cast, and it was this, this the girl talking to her and telling her this story. And the issue in between all the other scenes of all the other characters, we had continuing from the the cliffhanger from last week or last issue is Cass going through this army like a complete and total Terminator. Uh, all of it looked great. Uh, this is where the, the, this artist kind of sh- uh, shined because when it became these fighting yeah. panels, it went to simple colour schemes, you know, black, red kind of thing. Uh, and and it was simplistic action too because it was all yeah. in one panel, but you got the vibe as you're reading it. Yeah. You know, that what's going on. Yeah, it was close-ups they, they... of punches, close-ups of kicks, that kind of thing. They really played with the layout, with the, the double-page spread, but turned sideways. Oh, just by the yeah. way, digital. When was the last time you saw that? That was annoying. Oh, that's a bully. Yeah. I had to lock the screen so I could I read know, it properly. I know, I did the same. It's like, oh, I would turn. Oh, now, now you okay, feel how the people move. that were reading digital uh, Batman 4 in the New 52. Oh, God, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They messed yeah. something up, not realizing that was the, the mission. That's what was really confusing, oh, though, because mission. because it went down the way. So, so you turn it sideways yeah. and you read down the way. On digital, it just looked like a normal page, but for some reason they'd formatted what? it the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, so you, you thought there was a mistake for a minute, and then you realised, oh, I just I imagine it. Peter moving his tablet. And then moving my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. What's going on? I, I was doing the same. It was like, oh, turn it up. It's, it's flipped. Oh, crap. I've got to lock the damn thing. Yeah. But yeah. So it got to the point where, and this is the perfect thing, is she... she Works up her courage, she realises the moral of the story about the girl in the shadow and how to accept the shadow as part of her, but that's not all who she is. But that is a tool that she can use and so on. Uh, and she, as she's leaving, she asks, the girl asks her name and she's like, or Cassandra, Cassandra Kane, and she accepts her name, right? And she's like, I'm going to be a shadow. And it's right then, the next part of the fight, right before or after that scene, where she cuts the power and she fights in the dark against this army of the League of Shadows. And it's just like, ah, yeah. oh, you think your shadows... I'm the shadow. I am. She wasn't even born in the shadows. She is the shadow. Like, she even has that over Tom Hardy's Bane. Yeah. You know? I know. It was a beautiful built fight scene. Like, everything was just building throughout yeah. the issue. It was. It, it, these are the kind of issues that I love. I love that these issues have, like, a clear thematic focus throughout. Again, like, mm-hmm. I was talking about the Batman issue from uh, last week where everything felt focused. It was all about this one thing, and everything flowed yeah. from beginning to end to create a, a mood. And that's what this did. It really feels like an ensemble thing, though, where each each character is getting their own arc, and then they're the center of that arc. So this one is yeah. Cassandra's, and especially this issue, because we got cut-ins to what other people were doing. Because d- don't forget about the colony and that little Ulysses bastard. Oh, yeah, with Tim's costume. And even and that, he, Colonel Kane's even pointing out, like, oh, what are you doing with that costume? Yeah. <laughs> And that, that makes me like Kane more because, again, he respects Batman. He doesn't respect his methods. So even he's like, you don't disgrace a fallen soldier. Yeah. Like, and that's what you're doing. And so... Yeah, but then he's got a hard on into... when you, you sell us. He's like, oh, I've got this new chemical uh, bomb oh. that we can use. Yeah. And so you kind of get to see, like, that Cassandra's the monster that Shiva made, right? Because she's so different. Than what Shiva is, and then that even Ulysses is the monster that Kane's well, made. Well, arguably not Shiva; it'd be more Dad that made her because she wouldn't really. Well, know that's her. what I mean. Yeah. Is that they want to distance themselves? 
Yeah, oh, sure. From, okay, fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah, they want to distance themselves from this creation in for different ways. You know, for Kane, it's really good. For Shiva, it's, it's bad. You know? But I also like the Shiva, because Nipity 2 Shiva was, like, just weird. Like, she had the weird hair blades, and just, it didn't feel right. Yeah, and here, this minus. feels like a proper Lady Shiva... It threat. was weird and didn't feel right. Yes, welcome to New Fifty Two costume design, Matt. <laughs> I know you could have well, just, just left, that, you could have just left the... that sense at welcome to New Fifty Two. Yeah, <laughs> okay, because it wasn't sure. just the the costume design; it was the character herself, who I don't have a lot of ties to. But it just reading those issues of Nightwing, it didn't feel, you know, it felt like an imposter Shiva. So. Yeah. Yeah, a great issue. I mean, that's Detective in yeah. a nutshell, right? I mean, yeah. we've had but way more hits than misses. We should mention the ending, of course. Uh, so she casts, confronts Shiva. Shiva fights her. She taunts her more. Says, oh, you can't win this. And she's like, not alone. And she's like, oh, yeah. you'll always be alone. The book comes from behind. And we don't actually see how they get out. I just assume that Batman was badass enough to... I mean, I think Cassie breaks the chains. We see her like a panel of her breaking some yeah. chains. Uh, but I'm assuming that like Batman helped him, and he like when he could we we'll actually see anything from him. He we see him in the cave, and she's like, right, strip him down and take him here. Yeah. And then, but so we get this final great page of like the kick comes from behind the previous page, and then we go to mm-hmm. this, and Batman says she's not alone, or she won't she she won't, she, she won't be alone, and it's yeah. like the whole team standing there defiant with their clothes back on. Yeah. yeah. So, no. And also, they're all behind the... her as well. Like she's yeah. she's the, yeah. still leading it. Yeah, it's, it still cast as the um, focus, which is cool. No, I'm loving what this book's doing. Uh, it's making me care about Batwing and Asriel, which I don't think I'd really did before. No? Uh, no, I actively disliked Batwing by the end of his New 52 series. Well, you stuck with it, yeah, and I, I didn't. So, oh, I, I mean, I did. Yeah, I didn't. I dropped before Luke Fox joined. I was with the, the after uh, I, the top. Uh, yeah, I stopped I enjoyed. Bit, but then when, when Luke came on, I hopped back on to try it out. Hmm. Now, so. nah, uh, great issue. Pro, pro, isn't the favorite of the arc? I don't know. Arguably, it still made be the first one, but they're both. I like that they're both very similar with the like the dancing and the fighting. Like they both have some similar sort yeah. of things going on. They feel very much like companion issues in that sense. Also, yeah. I love the little uh, three-panel elevator sequence. Mm. Yeah. And it, it works especially because, like you said, the, the colours, a lot of it is these reds and it's it's quite dark, but this just has this bright yellow light that just makes it stand out for me. Yeah. No. Uh, that's detective. Detective's so great. Uh, this, it's, this will probably be the strongest arc of the book so far by the time it's done. Yeah. Well, this, yeah that's how I'm feeling at this point. Really well. So... No, I'm often this. The fact that this is actually getting better as it goes, on top of how much we liked it from the start, is really cool. So uh, that's Detective. That'll take us on to Action Comics nine seven eight, written by Dan Jurgens and art by Carlo <laughs> Ber- Berberi. I think. Barbieri. Oh, sure. Right, Barbieri. 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 Barbie. Carlo Barbie. Uh, so. <laughs> This was the second half of what we started last issue, which is basically Clark's in the, the fortress and he's looking at the crystals to see his memories and sort of just establish where, where things are. So last issue we got uh, Smallville Live coming out as Superman and that side of things. Mm-hmm. This one kind of picks up with him actually coming to the public as Superman 
and it establishes sort of parts of the history in this part of the timeline and other parts such as his death and so uh, matt could you hold off for two minutes because once you start ranting that's it no one else is getting no no i'm 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 gonna let you guys go and i'm gonna put in my my things that that aren't about that issue um (laughs) because there are stuff that i did like in here like my ug my ug isn't that i didn't enjoy the issue my ug i don't like something that they did that hurts my heart and i don't manifest sadness i manifest rage i'm like the hulk that way so when you hear me let out that sound that's really a tear coming down so i i actually didn't think it was that good an issue i thought i i get the point of it but it didn't work for me like last time last time it worked because you know we were watching Clark watch it for all of it, and it had this really personal connection. Whereas here, it felt like, no, let's just tell the story. Let's just get the continuity up. I didn't have that connection to it, and in that sense, it felt a bit more clunky to me. Yeah, this, this was definitely weaker on the last one. Partly because, yes, yeah. the last one had that... Uh, like, he's seen his parents like send them off and be scared, and he sort of gets emotional about it. Like, it had that, that connection. It, that, it grounded it and made yeah. it a story. Rather, this just feels like, oh, okay, we need to do this. Gotcha. Yeah. Whereas... that. So that's definitely an issue. I agree with that. I also mm-hmm. think that this also did a couple of confusing things with what's in continuity now, especially in the second half. When it, when it got to uh, yep. when John was born, how long that was, what he was doing during that yep. time, it really made that conf- like muddy. It doesn't quite add up for me Which, anymore. Just don't forget, there are 10 years missing still. That, that's true. So, yeah, is. so I think there's a lot there that once we get to the end of that, we'll make that a little bit better. Because we got to remember, John as a character is only two years old at this point when the conversions happen. You know, uh, yeah. So, so, so just under two years. Yeah. So it also feels like Jurgens was trying to get his stuff in that came from that Lois and Clark mini that he wanted. You know, he wanted to keep the Himalayan fortress. Yeah. And, I thought that was a weird the choice. Black suit. Yeah. Because I was do. like, why, why? Why do we need to keep that then? Really, like, because with all the with the uh, mix of Hiddleck stuff, it could have wiped that all out, and you could have yeah. just had him. That you know, and I, I get him laying low and and moving, you know, while John's born. You know, because there's other people that could yeah take but care. But here's here's the thing though, like John's ten, eleven years old. That that implies that technically Superman for ten years was inactive, or at least not publicly active. Yeah. Yes. Mike, Matt. Let me Mike. see what he says. Mike. Uh, so here's what I do like I like that the, the coming out of Superman stuff and there's the a few bits after that I like that that's really the secret origin stuff like they're going mm-hmm. with the John secret origin which is cool because I like that book uh, uh, and they actually even go with the, the, the specific moment from the movie you know they're catching the helicopter that is the that is the first moment well, of him in the public eye it's still very secret origin like yeah. there's a lot of stuff in here with with Lombard being such the jock guy and like trying to prank Clark on his first day, and and even uh, Lois with the helicopter catch, which I like, even though Birthright's my favorite Superman origin, I, I can deal with Secret Origin. Oh well, yeah, I mean, Secret Origin takes a lot from that movie anyway, because obviously yeah. Johns and Donna. Donner. But... Yeah. Yeah. So that was all there. So and then everyone now at the minute, Johns is kind of spearheading, still kind of behind the scenes, is at the top. Yeah. So it makes sense to follow his direction still. Yeah. Well, and could you get the Metallo look from that series and you get the Parasite look from that series too? 
Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I like a lot of that. Uh, I just went back and looked over, and, and it's got Perry holding John as a baby. So I don't know if it was 10 years that Superman was inactive. It looks like he was just inactive for, like, two. But I thought the whole point was that once John was born, that's when they moved, and they took the sabbatical, and they were like, no, we're going to take some time and yeah, do this he, separate. He, he, he went yeah. off-grid as Superman after John was born. But yeah. this, is, this is the weird thing. They're saying that they had the New 52 costumes because uh, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, we see all them, yeah. they seem to have the New 52 costumes for John being born. Yes. Yeah, and that's where it's getting muddy, though, because I thought that I'd missed the 10-year thing. But that's but the thing, Matt. Look... The 10-year thing's meant to be before the New 52 starts. I know. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though, is... So, what, I'm agreeing with you on it being muddy, Yeah. but... I don't think he wasn't Superman for 10 years because it said that the planet needed us and they go back and, and John's clearly no more than three because the way that Perry's holding him. Well, well, yeah. well I'd say much younger than that. Yeah. Well, well, so well, he I, yeah, here's the thing, been... Matt. I didn't think him holding the, well, here's my problem though. That, that implies that all this stuff with yeah. the Himalayas and blank and all that and that fortress happened like seven years ago. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It feels like Jurgens just wanted to get his stuff in still, make that miniseries matter, because by the time we get to the end, that miniseries doubles back. Which is which is my big problem. As much as I love that miniseries, the whole point of that was to show that there's a classic Superman still. Now you don't have to differentiate. Yeah. He is Superman. New 52 Superman's no longer. He never was. Yeah, that, that so, made it really muddy. And... Just, I don't know, it's just it's weird. That part's really funky. Uh, I did, I did like that afterwards. He hears like the voice, and it's like Oz, you know, Mister Oz, yep. basically saying, uh, "Yeah, you're dealing with forces way, be, way beyond you." Uh, Didn't Oz say that to him in in the Rebirth issue? Yeah, the one shot, like that exact yep. line. He brings yeah. well because Clark brings that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Clark, 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 that's one of the things. This is the, the the thing with all this. Is Clark at the end of this says, "Wait, okay, this is how I remember everything, but it still feels like something's weird. Something's missing. Something's not quite right." And he he, he sort of remembers the, the that Oz interaction. He's like, "Oh yeah, you yeah. were there uh, back when this was a thing." Uh, I I like the panel after that though when it was, like, we see like the whole super family, which amusingly yep. includes Lex. <laughs> um, I, I think what amuses me most is Lex is front and center. Yeah, well, that's. It's yeah. classic, like, isn't it? It is, but I also like that it involves Keenan and Steel and Superwoman. Superwoman. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like seeing Supergirl, Superwoman, and uh, New Superman all together. I, I like the idea that mm -hmm. eventually we're going to get a crossover that brings them all together to fight something. I, I would gladly yeah, but, trade one of them. You know who it them. doesn't involve, doesn't it? Yeah, I would gladly trade one of them. Easy. Uh, we'll get to that. So uh, I'm I'm saving the the Matt Rage thing for the, the end. I That's fine. Talk, let's talk about let's talk about the end of the issue first. So. We we see uh, digital code man go and uh, get Eradicator on the moon. He, he digs him up basically. Digital on the code man, yeah. that was fantastic. Uh, well, obviously I know who he is now, but I'm I'm just I'm yeah. saving it to get there. Uh, so he gets Eradicator, and at the end of this issue, so he's got blank, he's got Eradicator, and he's got Metallo. Uh, and I had to actually remember who Metallo was because he's given me a completely new suit. So I had to think about yeah. it for a second when I saw him. But it turns out that digital code man is none other than Hank Henshaw. Who's not yeah. Cyborg Superman because for whatever reason, Cyborg Superman is now Zor-El. And now Henshaw is Digital Code Man. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's the Joker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but it is Superman Revenge Squad, which we, we called coming. Yeah, you know, I'm cool with this. I, it up. I actually yeah. like this team of villains. I think this is pretty badass. Uh, and I think it's it's the uh, the tease for the next issue is uh, recruiting Mongol. It's like, oh, yeah. this is going to be fun. Yeah, I think this next time is going to be a Mongol blast. burn moment, Jurgens. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mostly enjoyed the art. I will say that. Uh, I just had a thought. Yeah. What if he? What if Jurgens was drawing Booster for action, and we get Booster coming in later because all this timey wimey. I like, can see yeah. <laughs> uh, as much as I would love his own mini or you know his own you, series. You don't care as long as you get Booster. Yeah. That's it. But if you put him in my other favorite heroes book, yeah, it, it's a twofer. Like, so, so that's, that's we did gloss over the, the sort of middle part of the recount because he, he the crystal recounts the death of Superman and the, yep. the events that come after it. And uh, nothing seems to have changed here. You know, he, he dies, he comes back, he gets married with Lois afterwards. Uh, and obviously there was the whole reign of the Superman thing, where and it, you know clearly all three that were there originally are still there. You you got you got Henshaw, Cyborg Superman. So oh, wait, if Henshaw wasn't Cyborg Superman, who's the Cyborg Superman? <laughs> That's or a maybe question. it's Orel. Maybe it's Orel. But obviously it was Henshaw originally. But it looks like him. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Steel and Eradicator, uh, which is all three. No one's missing. No, there was four. There's reign of the Superman. There's four. You, you, you had the Kryptonian one, right? I can't remember what they called him. Then you had the Man of Steel, who was Steel. Then you had the Cyborg Superman, right? And there was a fourth one. And he had a stupid haircut and an earring and a leather jacket. And he was called the Metropolis Kid. But he didn't want to be called Kid because he was the Superman. And, you know, ten years after that, he became one of my favorite characters of all time. Connor Kent Superboy. And they just wrote him out of existence and I'm pissed. Look, who? Huh? Oh, don't do it, <laughs> my, my my consolation for you, Matt, is that the only good reason I can think of for them to have changed this is they're reintroducing him in a now I, for a good I just, reason. I'm gonna take it out of the story and go to the to, to the real world. They just released a John's Teen Titans book volume. Yes. Yeah, the re-release has run as, as those thick is crates. prominent. In that, yes, I'm. That is my one th- hanging thread, like that's no, keeping I, I this moth-eaten sweater together. I honestly think, what benefit do they have to getting rid of it, other I than they've don't. got plans for him coming up? I hope, because you can't call him Superboy, because that's John, and that's fine. We can find an, an in between, you know. But I'm reading this and going, no, that's not how that happened. I read that story. You're missing the Metropolis Kid and his stupid haircut, right? It was a stupid haircut. It was, but it was so 90s, and that's why it worked, you know? Yeah. I think Matt's confused. He's putting your name next to like, you know, Clark Kent, and he's, he's come up with oh. this Connor Kent character. Is I, I Connor was, Kent? I don't know Although what the Legion doesn't exist at this point either, because they didn't even touch on the Legion of Superheroes mm. in, in his Smallville thing, which you would have thought, because that was a whole issue of Secret Origin. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that makes sense because clearly, because of the change of reality, they never came back yeah. like they did before. So right. that's why we have certain girl in Arkham apart. Yeah, that, that's okay because we know where that's going. Right. You know, so that, got those that's another thing that, that I didn't think about when we read that issue last time. 
was that they kind of skipped over Superman and the Legion and him being, you know, the inspiration for that yeah. years to come. But it, which that was a big part of John's run on Action Comics as well. Which makes mm-hmm. sense so, though that none of that's there if like we don't have the Legion. Right. Like so Exactly. Exactly. So I'm hoping I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. Cause I read this and I yelled in my office and my boss came to see what I was yelling about. <laughs> and I couldn't explain it because she don't care. You know? <laughs> But this this is gonna become my Stephanie Brown flag that I carried after New Fifty Two. That Stephanie Brown does exist, Connor Kent does exist. You know, he was Superboy. Now he'll be I can't even think of a name. You can't call him Flamebird. It's kind of lame. <laughs> I mean, because with his attitude, he doesn't necessarily need a name. He can just. He do does his... though. Yeah. I need him and Tim. He, he, he. Yeah. My favorite romance. Red Superboy. He, he. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, how, how does I, I can that? see him going with Superboy, though, and going, but I'm the cool one. Yeah. He's the cool older brother. He, he, yeah. He, here's what I think, Matt. Here, here, here's something I want to point out, Matt. Connor Kent, allegedly, if he even exists. Connor Kent <laughs> has had less panel time and rebirth than Cold Snap. <laughs> but we all know whose fault that is. <laughs> so that's that was uh, who who's writing a uh, hitch. Hitch, yeah. That's all I'm hitch. Yeah. And I get that Connor Kent's redundant with you have Supergirl in the teen era and right now, and you have John taking the Superboy mantle, but but, but he, he has the, the angst that none of those are filling. Still, yeah. they're, they're they're in the teen you know range, but they're not the angsty he's, kid. Yeah, he's still half Luther, you know. Yeah, like, he's he's closer that, okay. to he's closer to Damien than he is John. Yeah, and that's why he gets such along with with Tim so well because he's the Damien that doesn't want to you know take Tim out to be the only Robin. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. All right, that's Action Comics. Uh, well, well, the mystery of the missing Connor may so, never be addressed. DC, if you're listening, there, there's a Connor I know that I'm willing to trade for Connor Kent. <laughs> so I think it's a fair trade. Honestly, I think for the good of the world, I'd make that trade too. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm willing fine. to be the, the, the sacrifice. I don't have to drag you kicking and screaming. That's awesome. I tell you what, I will I will finalize this deal if I'm the one who can sacrifice him. <laughs> I mean, both both have no souls. I mean, one's one's paper and ink, and the other's a ginger. So <laughs> you know. that'll take us on to Wonder Woman number twenty-one. Greg Rucker writing, Liam Sharp on art. Four left, fellas. The countdown is still on. Still got the annual. Oh, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, five technically. We've got an annual. By Rucker. The annual, annual is longer as well. I'm counting it as like at least one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, 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 you pointed this out earlier in the week. I said, oh, well, that omnibus is looking a little bit thicker. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so this was basically. So you got shot at the end of the last issue, or the last part of this timeline. And uh, she, she ends up, like, I hurt her, but she's not down and out. She's like, oh, I'm going to go and punch the sniper in the face and that's basically basically <laughs> what happens 
I did love that, that she drew herself out so she could find out where the the sniper was firing from. Yeah. To jump up onto the building and deal with it herself. Oh, oh, also, great. Steve opens the van door and he's like, "Right, you better get out of the way. I've got a minute." Yeah, yeah. She's she's like, "Can you return fire, please?" And he's like, "You may want to move." <laughs> so this this is twenty one, right? Yes. Uh, twenty. Rucka has taken Steve Trevor in twenty one issues as a character that I really care about more than five years of the New Fifty Two did with him showing up in Justice League, like. To, He's to, a great character. To be fair, Hitch has made me care more about Cold Snap than anything done in the entire five years of the New 52 either. Yeah, well, Did Cold Snap have a single appearance in the New 52 though? No. And right there's why the New 52 is bollocks! But that's, that's the whole thing is that, that they try to make Trevor like this central character. Like you, yeah. well, Let's just call it what it was. They were trying to make him Nick Fury of the DCU. Mm-hmm. And we don't need that because the DCU is so interconnected as it is. You know, that yeah. we don't need that central figure that brought everybody together. And if it's going to be someone, it's going to be Dick Grayson. Right, exactly. Well, no, um, if, I, if I'm going to compare someone to Nick Fury, I'd maybe go with The Wall. Yeah. Yeah. But she pushes people more up against each other than Fury unites. Oh, right? sure. Oh, Waller divides, yeah. Fury you know, unites. But I like Steve here in his relationship with, with Diana. And it's just he's a great character. Like here, he gets these these supporting parts, but they're great moments, just like this one. And, and him tracking down Ferdinand <coughs> with Etta was another good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the main plot of this is basically uh, Veronica Kale and Cheetah uh, think they went to the place that uh, Barbara already went to. Yep. An oh, issue. Go on, see it, Matt. An issue. Issue eight. Uh, An issue eight. Yeah. Uh, An issue eight. Uh, so they, they they go <laughs> they go to this place and she is all I've been here before and Wonder Woman uh, are, and Steve are in pursuit. Uh, Steve's mm-hmm. been carried like a champion. He, he's like yes, lower me down. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm an angel to be lord. Uh, and they fight a little bit. Uh, and here's the interesting thing. Wonder Woman's uh, bite, the snake bite from uh, year one. Yeah. Uh, starts to bleed, and the blood hits the tree. This tree that's there, and it. It's this big mammoth tree, but I love that big page of the, the tree. Well, it's just daunting it, tree in front of them. It, it's not actually there until the the bite. And then it becomes this big monolith. Yeah, it appears. Tree. Yeah, but once the blood yeah. hits the tree, once Wonder Woman's blood yeah. hits the tree, it goes all glowy and a portal opens and it's like, oh, it's the passageway yeah. to Themyscira. And they get all get separated. It's a bit Ooh. of a, a jumble. Some people try and jump in there. Uh, yep. faceless girl <laughs> jumps in there. Uh, Kale's daughter. Yeah, Kale's daughter. I'm just, but she's faceless. I'm, I'm pointing out she's faceless at this point in the comic because it's relevant yeah. later. Uh, yep. Wonder Woman and Veronica Kale go in. They go into this portal. Meanwhile, we see in Themyscira stuff's going down when this is all happening. Yep. Uh, they're all ready to fight. Like, oh, if we're going to go down, if Themyscira's going to be taken, we will be in the honour of the gods. So on. Yep. Uh, as they like to say, because they, they talk a lot of nonsense. But what's, your, what's that face for, Connor? Do you want the button? I on? don't think that that was not nonsense. I don't think. I'm just no. simplifying it. Uh, just, as someone that loves the Viking culture, I get down with the Amazons fighting for the glory of the gods. That's, that's all I'm saying. But so, yeah. so they're in there. Steve and Cheetah are outside. They're still outside the tree. They, they didn't get in. Mm. Uh, and yep. I can almost see some buddy cock, 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 cop humor. <laughs> 
Freudian <laughs> slip. Some buddy cop humor coming from this because they only have one pile together, but Cheetah tells Steve to shut up and it made me crack up. I'm like, I want them to be investigating this together. Yeah. Steve and Cheetah yeah. as a little team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're, they're in, for lack of a better term, they're in the tree. And yep. they, 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 and a nice little moment actually, Wonder Woman agrees to try and help find her daughter. It's like, and she, we have that panel of them like her helping her up and like connect hands, and it's like there's like a, it's like it's like, you know, Wonder Woman, yeah, she, she'll help. Like she's she's not evil, then so you know, uh, and they go looking, and we find her daughter with her face, with her yep. captive, uh, with a, <laughs> with a very different looking, uh, Aries. He's uh, he's John Hamm. That's who I read him as. Yeah, like, I can see it. I guess, yeah. yeah. But he, he, he's, he's very scantily, you know, clad. Very, very little clothes on. He's a uh, very fit looking. Uh, is he's, this? He's, he's what you think of as the epitome of a Greek god. Yeah. Yeah. My question is: Is this what he looked like under all the armor and stuff? Like you know, his big helmet I, I think thing. So. And, yeah. But yeah. it's much more intimidating to wear all that stuff to battle. Unless you're a Spartan and you just show up naked. <laughs> I think that's way more intimidating. Less <laughs> is more there. <laughs> we don't need armor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's truth to this, yes. Yeah. But personally, I'm always more terrified with a, a, a big, muscly, naked man saying, charging at me. I'm just saying, the naked guy shows up with a knife trying to stab me. I'm way more terrified than a guy in a full suit of armor trying to stab me. You know? That's just me, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. I mean, th- that that depends on if this is on a battlefield or in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, so either way, it's a battlefield. <laughs> it's, if you come down with the knife, it's become the battlefield. But... <laughs> This is what I, I, I kind of don't get was we found out in the last issue that the that Izzy that faceless body really wasn't her and that she was transported elsewhere. Yeah, and, and obviously because it's been a number of years because since yeah. this all happened in like sort of six months after Wonder Woman appeared. Yeah, uh, she does look older in the art, so the art's yeah. really on point there because she she looks yeah. like she's like. Late teens now, maybe. yeah, it's yeah. about sixteen. Yeah, uh, give or take. What's interesting though, Ares is in a chains. He's he's shackled yeah. up. Well, yeah, we we know he's in prison. I'm if correct if I'm wrong, but was his prison not supposed to be on Themyscira? Yeah, yeah. So they're presumably in the tree on Themyscira. That is why I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I I just think it's interesting though that she's not though. She's not technically trapped. She's just sort of sitting there yeah. casually, and he's like sitting there well, all chained was, up. That was the whole point. Remember of. Uh, the the Phobos and Demos. I to make sure I wasn't using the the Roman ones. Those are the Roman, mm. yeah, right? Crap. Okay, just making sure. Was that they would? Kale was supposed to help her, them find their dad. She would get the the daughter back. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that was the the. Lines been connected that they sent her to the dad, but they couldn't get there. Oh yeah, I, I, I think what the point I'm making though is that she doesn't look like she's been in a prison for all these years. Okay, yeah. I would just say it's that she's she's a, a human. She doesn't have the strength to break out, whereas Ares yeah. could break out of this prison from the inside, whereas she can't. Right. So there's no need to shackle her. Oh yeah, but what? No, I, I get that. What I'm saying though is it's not that she's not in shackles. Is that she doesn't even look that distressed. She looks. No. Like, you know, like, casual. Well, she has a very handsome man there. 
It's just the point I'm making. Like, if I'm, just, I, I'm wondering no, if no. we're going to get a Rucka-type swerve here that that Ares has always been the main opponent of the Amazonians, right? Yes. Mm. And here, what if what if he's more like the Azarello concept of war? Where would, he's well, not necessarily evil, it's what the motivations are behind it. Well, think about mm. what these arts are called. It was called the lies and this is called the I truth. See, yeah. what, if, what if we find out the truth and it's... You know, Ares yeah. is different. He's not what we thought he was. Right. Yeah. 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 And you gotta remember, Phobos and Deimos, that's fear and panic. You know? So that's their job, is to to incite those those emotions in people. Yeah, in the same way that Ares is supposed to incite war. Right. You know? So, again, lies and the truth and, and all of this. I just... God damn, this is gonna be one of those outstanding arcs. Of all time, yeah. Yeah. only only right. one more issue left. The truth. Shut so. up. <sighs> yeah, it sounds like can't now this. I'm gonna be a wreck. It's, it sounds like yeah. Both arcs wrap up. Twenty three and twenty four, the last of the, the two arcs, and then twenty five will be like a an epilogue or yes, standalone conclusion kind of thing. Uh, I just want to put obviously the sharp has been great through it. I really love uh, when Cheetah and Wonder Woman are fighting after the first yeah. land. I just I like how as like Cheetah's grabbing her and she's like cutting into her arm, uh, her teeth are just like you know her like the, the the lips are probably like gnarled back and the teeth are like sort of, uh like full on like full, like. It's called feral. Yeah, yeah she's feral. Like, you know, I, I'm struggling to find the word for it, but it just looks really good. It looks really uh, authentic, and the way the way the the mouths all sort of move back is very very well detailed. Yeah, I think obviously we we always say how Sharp's eye is just fantastic, but this for me might be his best. Uh, it's you know early on after after she tells Steve to return the fire, and then there's just that panel of her jumping up. It just looks phenomenal. Like it's, yeah. you know right really early on, and it's before we get into all the the extra crazy stuff that pushed it over. But that panel there, like early on, just stood out to me. Like that, I don't know what it is about it. It's, it's the motion of it. How about when she flies in with Steve, and it's just again, it's just a choice they've made to have the have them backlit by the sun, but and you see the sunbeam light coming through like from behind her. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of a callback to their kiss on the beach all those issues ago. Yeah, yeah, it's very angelic yeah. looking almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steve just hanging down like a commando, just like, yeah, drop me, let him, let me loose. He's ready to go. He almost <laughs> looks like he's he's cracking his knuckles. Like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to punch, but when I land, I'm going to start swinging. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm so happy that we know Sharp's got something else lined up because I would not want him to be going away anytime soon. Oh, yeah. of course, of course. Uh, so, nah, that that should be exciting when we see that. So, obviously, that's the, the, the big ending is that they find. So, if the next issue is the last issue of this arc, then presumably we're going to get some interesting revelations from finally talking to Ares and possibly Izzy, uh, Kale's daughter. So. You'd have to assume so. So, no, uh, it's exciting. Looking forward to it. Yep. So, four issues. Oh, sorry. Five, including the annual, left. Sad times. But I recently bought the Wonder Woman trade from his arc way long ago, so I'll have more Rocket Wonder Woman to read. Uh, when I reach the end of that, I, I, I I'm going to be inconsolable. When it came out. Still not touched yeah. it, but at this yeah. point I'm just like, no, well, I'm saving it for after this when I need yeah. it. Yeah, so I picked up I picked up Checkmate, which I'll probably read first before Wonder Woman. Mm. But I have a trip coming up that I'm gonna have a drive that I'm not driving. It's gonna be hard not to read Wonder Woman. You know? 
Yeah. Because it's there. But I have other stuff. But yeah. Uh, I never thought I'd love Wonder Woman this much. And I really like the Azarello run. But this is a whole new level. I... It's, it's crazy when you put it in that perspective that the, the Azarello Wonder Woman is unanimously considered one of the best things out of the new 52. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is arguably, at least by all of us, we, we, we consider this better. I never, yeah. I never even finished Azarello run. <laughs> It's no, it's good, but it, it does. It has those weird, you know, abstract concepts of the gods, like Poseidon mm. is a sea creature, and which I kind of love. Yeah, which is cool. But here, I like that this is a Greek drama playing out. Yeah, you know, there's the, with the tragedy and and you know all of that other stuff. So also, we forgot to mention in the action was like they completely erased the Wonder Woman really relationship with Superman. Oh yeah, sure, that's fine. Good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, gone. You know, gave us twenty six issues, or whatever. But um, yeah, and she seems pretty close with Lois. You know, earlier Sean, yep. but, but I think it was in the scene where John was being born. She yeah, yeah, yeah she was. She was holding her hand, you yeah. know, as she's giving birth and stuff. So I like that that we get back to the Trinity. There needs to be no sexual tension. You know, they're all friends. Well, I kind of like there. the idea that Batman has always wanted to with Wonder Woman, but yeah. he's just—he's never—he's yeah. always kept it re- professional. But he, deep yeah. down, he's like, which that was always about one it. of my favorite things of the the Justice League animated show was their relationship. Hmm. That was there. It was the same. So. If you ever read Matt Wagner's Trinity, it was like a three-issue no, series. No, I, he did. I yeah. need to. It's good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. But there's a joke in that as well about Batman having a yeah. having a thing for. It's it. it. good stuff. Uh, mm. But uh, so that's Wonder Woman. Uh, that'll take mm-hmm. us on to Batgirl number 10, Hope Larson writing and Chris Wildgoose on art. Uh, I quite like this issue. This, for me, was the, the arc finally kind of coming together and I could see mm-hmm. what it was and where, where it's going yes. and what the, like, what, you know, what type of, like, P- Penguin's son, what's he actually going to be like? What, what's his kind of goal? Uh, and the idea that he's this tech villain, I and mean, we've already obviously had this hinted at with the apps and stuff, but the fact that in this yeah. he uses it to stir up trouble to his benefit and yep. uh, going so far as to pull a Charlie Theron from Fast and Furious uh, 8 and That's, controlling a car. <laughs> that is exactly, I'm reading this going weird, weird coincidence yeah. that these come out so close to each other. And I like though that too, we finally see his, his colors because up to this point it's kind of like, is he? Is there something more sinister going on? He's just, you know. But no, we get, you know, when, when Dick shows up and him and Barbara go for their ride. Which how cool is Dick racing in this? He's just that, that dude I, I mean, again, shows this, up on this a is motorcycle. A, this is another time where people are adding too many words onto sentences. It's just how cool is Dick Grayson? <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. You know, uh, shows up on a motorcycle. They go to a diner. Yeah, like, well, obviously, I, lo- I loved even when she just texts him. And I love yeah. the, the panels there. She texts him, and you see the and the art's really good here because the glow of the phone's on her face, and she's sort of mm-hmm. frowning. She's, she's kind of pissed. We'll get to why she's pissed in a second. Matt's jumped ahead because he mentioned Dick because he couldn't he couldn't wait to get to well, Dick. He's, he's so I desperate can't. for Dick. He has to. Just I bring love it up. Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Someone can edit around that. Don't worry. Yeah, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but she it's the smell that appears on her face. As he responds, because you see the little text messages, like you know, as extra captions, and they're, they're, they're formatted differently, so you can tell they're, they're text messages instead of mm-hmm. narration or whatever else. And it comes out just the smell that appears on her face when he responds, and it's like, ah, oh, like they're still close. It doesn't matter that they've both been dating someone else or whatever. They're still yep. that that there, uh, which is great. Small thing. I love that how his messages have the little blue around them. 
and hers yep. are the purple. Oh, yeah, that's just a like narration coloring one on one. It is, it is, but it, because in this book we don't, because it's always thought bubbles, yeah, and true. we don't see many narration boxes. There's no color scheme for that that we've had established, so it's just nice to see it in in this. It, do you know what I love? I loved it. So we ended the last issue with uh, her sneaking in to snoop about uh, uh, Penguin's son's place and Penguin is there because he's there looking for him for reasons that we find out in this issue. I love that they just walk over to the uh, the, the ping pong and just start playing a game. Just start playing table do. tennis for, for, for a little reason. Uh, in fact, one of my favourite funny panels is the... the the ping pong flying by Barbara's head, and she's just like, "Oh Jesus Christ, that was a that was a hard hit." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he he so it seems that his son has caused a a, a scuffle at the Aceberg Lounge. He, there was a big yep. riot that broke out, uh, and Barbara shows up, and her dad's there, you know, being all commissioner, and uh, he's like, "Ah, it's a cut and dry case. There was a riot." Blah blah blah. blah I, I love that he goes. Why are you even here? This happens all the time. So often that one of the officers is dating the bartender. And then he shouts out, "Hey, stop flirting with a whatever." <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so there's funny stuff, but she's like, "No, but it originated in three points, and it goes into detail. Like, uh, you know, this guy found out someone was cheating on, him and I, I can't remember them. I'm not going to look at them up. They're, they're all kind of funny. One, yeah. one was like, one some guy sold the other guy's dog on a. Yeah, he thought the dog ran eBay. away, but the roommate had sold it on. Their version of Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Craigslist. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it was like this is these three random things. But you, you kind of got oh this is all app stuff. Like he's put stuff in the apps to let them all know based on messages or whatever. The dangers of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so this is all this thing, and then this dick sends an intern to break up with Barbara just as she's thinking about breaking up with him because obviously she knows he's, he's into dodgy stuff now. She's right. like. Right, but she's she's, she's hurt that she's broken up with, with an intern. Uh, so much so she punches a random guy who tries to buy her a drink, uh, oh. which was deeply amusing. Fair enough, that dude was being a vulture. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he wants to get dumb to go. Yeah. Here's my chance. It goes to hit yeah. on her. Yeah, you deserve the smack in the face. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so she gets upset. She. Text Dick. Dick comes up, comes around, picks her up on the bike, and they have they have some banter, which is great. Uh, but so I, I love that while they're they're talking, some other guys got a phone out, and the image of it beams up to a satellite. And I, I like this kind of thing because it just even though we know how all this works, it was just mm-hmm. following the trail from from this event to him to know that he is mm-hmm. definitely doing all this and to show you his type of because I think this is the first time we really get his true colors is when he's what he's watching them. And he says, bitch. He's upset because yep. the girl he dumped via intern is talking to a man. Yep. <laughs> That's it. He's, he's not my kind of dude. Like, I yeah. thought he was kind of cool. We see them on their first date. They're doing that, you know, escape room with Two-Face. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's not his dad's kid. No, nah, he's definitely his dad's kid here. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, so this is all thing. He, he tries to have a run over. Or he doesn't try to have a run over. He tries to no. scare her by having what it looks like a, almost a car accident uh, mm-hmm. next to her. Uh, which, by the way, I like that she jumps to action and like protects her two friends. It's like yep. they're they're just confuddled by what's going on, and she's like, you know, action girl immediately because she's oh, she's yep, that yeah. girl. Uh, yeah. Again, fun fun stuff in the art. Uh, they, I think the her uh, her her like annoyed faces. It's it's different because I always talk about this with Supergirl's comic. Where I really like mm-hmm. how uh, 
the art in that does all her expressions. The Actually, expressions. Like, this does the expressions really good as well, but it does it in a slightly different way. It's a lot more muted, but I can still see it. Yeah, it's it's less yeah. cartoony, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of the art, my biggest problem is a uh, yeah penguin's nose seems overly large, even for yeah. penguin. But I think that's just whoever draws the penguin. They want to put their own. Yeah, body. yeah. It just it just bothers me when it's that size. Yeah. Well, this is this is definitely more Devito penguin than other penguin because yep. sometimes yeah. they also draw him super super pale, like he's never seen the sun. Hmm. You know. So honestly, I think they should bring in the uh, the broken like glass bottle monocle from the Arkham games. I think that would just just set up. Oh yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, but uh, no, so she, she, actually, it, it establishes uh, Barbara still. What, what does she call it again? Let me just check the name of it here. Uh, the hyper thing, hyper focus. That's what she calls it. Yeah. Uh, where she goes into this sort of trance and does all her work at this like um, like in a meditative state, uh, and and she figures things out. Uh, which I mean, it was just her figuring out exposition basically. But I I I like that they've established she still can do this. This is something she can still do when she's needing mm-hmm. to work on stuff. Uh, yeah. So basically, the end of the issue is we find out what uh, we we get a, a villain name. For Cobblebot's son, we get Blackson with a U, not an O. Which I think is kind of lame. You could have come up with anything. You have Black Sun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say this: I like his uh, his monocle that has like a hologram coming out. Like it's like a little yeah. projector. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And has a hologram. I like that. I like his look. I don't know what Black Sun. Surely something bird themed with a banana. Yeah. I hope the penguin laughs at him for this at the <laughs> beginning of the go. Really, a code name? You know, just, I didn't give myself penguin. Mm. Well, yeah, like I want him to go. You know, I didn't name myself penguin. I earned that name. Mm. Like you don't go around giving yourself a name. Like I just want him to do that and and just really show because he he tells him here like you might be my spawn, but you're not my son. And I like how that yeah. that would yeah. drive that home. Yeah, it basically shows yeah. up to a takeover. This is a takeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's his thing. Uh, so I, I I do like I like the possibility that a penguin will want Batgirl to beat him like that. There's, there's always something about the villain wanting like the other villain to go down, so they actually start rooting for the hero. I can almost see that happening yeah. here with uh yeah with Batgirl and yeah. Penguin. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, as another good issue, I thought. I, I, is, I thought. And you mentioned how they reminded us of the the hyper focus. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to come up again. I don't know if it'll be next arc or the one after, but I'm, I'm you know I'm putting around that sort of range where they they show just obviously they're closing the name hyper focus. Nothing else. So she's not aware of anything else when she's in that. Right. And mm. some, something's going to happen around her, and not, you know, someone's going to use that to their advantage. Yeah, possibly. Let's see it. Yeah. Also, I thought it was interesting that this one got really topical and political, where it talked about. Uh, controlling the media and, mm. and using that yep. to their advantage you know establishing the story to their own gains yeah mm-hmm. i think that's something we're going to see more and more of and that this yeah. this felt natural it worked into what the plot's been doing the entire time uh yeah. he's that type of villain so uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that worked for me uh i will say the, the cover's a little bit misleading because it shows you like her leaping over like commissioner gordon yeah well he's firing a gun, as if they're going to be in an action scene together and they yeah. have one conversation <laughs> And that's it. Yeah, but um, it is a pretty good cover. It's a good cover. Oh, it is. It is. It's a good cover. Uh, so was the variant by Albuquerque that I couldn't get a hold of because my shop was out of them. 
Not Albuquerque, Manipal. Where's my brain going? There you go. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Nah, it was good stuff. I, I, I think the plot, because I've been enjoying this arc, but I feel like this is where the plots finally came together, and I understand yeah. what it is. And I'm yeah. liking pretty much everything it's doing, other than the name for Penguin Sun, uh, Black yeah. Sun. I'm not sure what that's about, but other than that. Yeah, that's one of those things where I don't really like it, but it doesn't really matter. In nah, the long run. you'll just get used to it, and ultimately, yeah. it doesn't matter if his name sucks. Not as long as he's right. an interesting villain in terms of what he's doing for the hero. Exactly. Doesn't really matter. So. I do like that they did give him the monocle though. Like that's. Yeah. Hologram monocle. This is important. Yes. Little projector that shoots out a hologram that he can do stuff with. Stuff with. Yeah. He's a tech guy. Uh, ah, that's an interesting kill. Uh, all right. Uh, so that'll take us on to now. Before we get to the sort of the the sort of quick section, this is still going to be a kind of quick one, but I, we'll give it a little bit more time because it is t- an issue one. Uh, and Connor didn't read this. Me and Matt did. This yeah. is the Batman uh, The Shadow crossover issue one, mm. uh, written by Steve Orlando and Scott Snyder, art by Riley Rosmo. Do you know what I want to say about this? I think it, obviously it's Steve Orlando less so in this comparison because uh, he's been doing Supergirl, which I've liked ongoing. So he's, he's yeah. currently on doing something ongoing, which I like. Mm-hmm. And not to spoil my thoughts for JLA number five, uh, but what I liked about this, obviously, if you've been watching, listening to the show, you know that I've not been loving All Star Batman. Uh, I used to like yeah. Snyder a lot. He's done some great stuff. When he's done horror, he's great and so on. But I've not been liking All Star, and because that's all he's been doing recently, I feel like oh, I, I'm not, I'm down on Scott Snyder. I'm kind of down on Orlando because of JLA. This comic gave me like this renewed hope because I really like this issue. I don't know if you did. Yeah, that. it was fine. It was way more shadow than Batman. So my my brain. I had to do the Barbara hyperfocus and go research the shadow <laughs> because my only reference is the Alec Baldwin movie from 94. Yeah. I've seen that. That's my only reference as well. Yeah. And so going through and reading, like you couldn't tell either Orlando or Snyder really did their homework by tying this all together. Joe, I liked about it. You say it was more shadow than Batman. And I don't know if I agree with that because Batman is the protagonist. I think the, the way they've tackled what it a- here. Is that that's obviously it starts with a murder. This murder happens, and yeah. something is in, Batman's investigating. It's someone who's working at Arkham, and then the shadow attacks him. And it, it seems like the shadow is the one who's killed this guy. I'm assu- assuming there's yeah. going to be a twist to that, but it seems like the shadow's killed this guy, and mm-hmm. he doesn't know who this is, so he starts to investigate it. I didn't do any research. There was parts of it that I didn't quite get, yeah. but it's working for me because. Batman doesn't know these things and he's investigating. It's, it's like the mystery yeah. of who the shadow is is something that's unfolding throughout the story. Uh, I was actually surprised by how much I liked this because I was like... Yeah, like, yeah, So Well, when I say that it's more shadow than Batman, I don't mean that bad. I mean that as... It's like for people that don't know who the shadow is, it sets it up yeah. right there. So it needs to be focused more on the shadow side than the Batman side. And, and honestly, Batman fighting the shadow is really yeah. fun. Like that scene yeah. is really cool, and at the end, mm-hmm. the cliffhangers that shadow he goes. To, Batman goes to see Henry Ducard because he right. he, he recognizes the sword, one of the swords that he had, because he goes into the uh, the shadow's base of operations and he sees all these weapons and all these fake masks that he used to like disguise himself, and he, he goes to see the card off off in whatever country the card's in, and the the twist at the end is it, it was actually the shadow disguised as the card, and he's like the yeah. shadow was closing you thinking is this nice great. Shadow, I, I see why he's probably quite a popular comics character because he looks like someone who's fun to draw. All this stuff yeah. with him actually being a shadow and then like him like running off, it's very pulpy, you see the trench coat floating, but it's all dark because he's a yep. shadow. And 
so I thought I thought it looked great. I, I thought it had a re- really good. My, the only complaint I'd have with the art, the art was really good. I loved how everything mm-hmm. looked, with the one exception of Batman's ears. I thought they looked comically small. Let me go back and look. They had that like nineteen sixties TV show kind of look to them, and I thought that was really yeah, weird. yeah. Not a fan Batman-esque. of that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But otherwise, I thought the shadow looked great. I thought Batman fight, especially because it's kind of like a like take because Batman is like a shadow. The way he like exits a scene, the way he is to people, the way yeah. he portrays himself, the fact that he has to right. fight an actual person who can turn into a shadow, really yeah. fun. It's like oh yeah, this is the thing you're pretending to be. Here's the. Right, this is the challenge the of the real thing. Also, we get matches Malone, which I'm never we do upset yeah. about. So yeah. he gets to go investigate and and whatnot. yeah, it was it was pretty good. I'm gonna continue on with it. Yeah, absolutely. It was pulpy. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And we all know how I feel about that. Yeah, you like good but so, pulp, pulp yeah. and dick, dick and pulp. That's right, that's your kind of thing. Uh, but no, I think I've been quite quick anyway. Uh, I don't have to go super deep, but it was a good detective story. It was Batman investigating, and there was cool yeah. face with a shadow. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I'd I'd recommend checking it out. So, I agree. Alright, I actually jumped the gun a little bit. I skipped the book. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about Supergirl being Super Issue 3 before that, so we're going to do that now. Uh, Mariko Tamaki on writing and Joelle Jones on art. Uh, we, we we praised the first two issues quite a bit. This is the every two months yep. we get an issue. It's four issues long. This is issue three. Uh, it's double length, so there's uh, like yep. f- close to 50 pages in here. Yep. Uh, I thought this was another really good issue. This was another strong one. This was her remembering parts of her past, parts of her Kryptonian heritage. We had that tease last issue of another Kryptonian being held by the uh, the, the coach, uh, right. who's clearly in- interested. We got some flashbacks to her childhood and like the, the time she saved her grandfather from a fire, and how her grandparents think she's weird and don't. Oh, that was so heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh man. Yeah, that, that, and how how it kind of informs how she feels. And how she's been treated at school, and people are like, "Wait, didn't she yep. try to save her friend?" And her friends acting weird. She's like, "You know, I saw you grab that, like that beam. Like, I don't care if you're different, kind of thing." Like that was, I thought that was a really good scene. Uh, yep. But it was kind of continuing more of what I really liked about this this series. It was uh, the art was very well paced. I like how little text there is on each of the panels. Keeps keeps it flowing, mm-hmm. which is probably why it's double page count because they want to have the same amount of story, but with all this freedom to let the art breathe and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we had that, uh, but no, mostly it's, it's this this teen vibe, this small town kind of what Smallville. Sh- it's not Smallville, but what Smallville should feel like, kind of thing. Yeah, it's Midville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's got that feeling to it. Uh, and it was that great thing where she jumps off the roof and she starts flying and like there's gorgeous, gorgeous stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, and I like what all the characters are doing. Uh, of course, we find out that this uh, this Kryptonian. Uh, I know he did his name Tanon, which is a really funny Tanon. name. I just I, I think of as good as Lauron. I just I, I'm thinking of someone whose superpower is that they can like apply like fake tan on and off at will. Tanon. So so, so well, maybe, maybe it works as a good disguise. So they shout out Tanon and then they tan up like. They, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Uh, but he, uh, so he's been held captive, and she actually hears him like crying for help at one point. And despite the fact that she doesn't want to like reveal herself to anyone, she can't help but try and go and help. Like she hears someone in distress. And, you know, obviously this is all building to her realizing she she's going to be a hero because she's a good person. And she goes and she finds her coach is there, and Tanon's there. <laughs> Tanon. 
And what is with this town though? Like where why is the coach doing experiments? Well, I, I assume like, the position as a coach was a cover to get yeah. close to yeah, her. Yeah, she already knew here. about her. Yeah, she's been planted here because yeah, they, yeah. they suspect someone here is a power, a Kryptonian. They don't know which one. That's why they give it to all. Remember, they give she the watch to right. her and both of her friends is to try and see right. which one it is. And they also caused the earthquake. We found that out in this as well. But mm. she, and she answers to someone higher up. Bashir calls. Is like, oh, Chubject Two being Kara is like oh she's she's here yeah. she's wrecking the place. Uh, and she uses her heat vision, which it looks like she uses it for the first time. It looks like she's yeah. not expecting it. And I actually really liked how it looked. It looked like proper full-on like Cyclops-esque, like beam. And then like there's like yeah. a hole in the in like the the ceiling of this this secret base. Full concussive blast of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. That, she has this really sweet moment with, with Taron, where they sort of lean in, and she's like, "Oh, you're a Kryptonian. Like I recognize this language, but can I speak it? I don't know if I can." Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have this little moment where they kind of. Kind of almost kiss, but not really. It's kind of like they have that moment, but she sort of realizes what it is, and uh, she ex- he explains you're a Kryptonian, and she's like, "Oh, I remember my name, my real name. I'm Kara Zor-El, and that's a, that's a nice moment." Uh, yeah. But the big the big twist. So, so so he's like, "Oh yeah, we don't belong here. We should leave and go off to, to go off together," and she's almost just willing to accept this and go with him, and she's like, "Oh, this is crazy. I'm, I'm like a girl in a stupid romance movie," but. She wants to do it, and she leaves her parents a note. And you feel kind of bad for her parents because her parents have always been there for her. <clears throat> even yep. even earlier on in this year, when you find out about the grandparents, she says, "And they oh. chose her over the grandparents." Yeah, yeah. Like, she still talks to her parents on the phone, but the mum, like that's all. She doesn't see them yep. anymore. Yeah, uh, grandma, so, yeah, they don't go see grandma and grandpa. So when they get, when they cons- don't come. So when they so when they get concerned, when she gets concerned because she hears something on the roof, and she's into Kara's room, yep. and she sees a note, your heart sinks a little bit, and you feel bad. Yeah, that she, she's ran away. Uh, and then you feel even worse when you get the the reveal that Taron's. <laughs> I mean, he, so basically, this this guy comes across him and he just fries him with his heat vision to like a, a crisp. He leaves a corpse. Yep. yep. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you humans are going to pay for what you've done to me. Uh, so obviously, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of kind of obvious now that in the final part of this, she's going to learn what he's like and have to make the choice to protect people yeah. over him and. I feel like this is well, destined to set up a sequel. So do, yeah. because it doesn't feel like she's going to be in like an outfit by the end, does it? No, nope. not at all. This would actually be a perfectly good Supergirl movie. Yeah, you you know, I feel story? like I feel like the story will end. She'll beat the bad guy, right? And mm-hmm. like she'll save her friend, maybe and her parents. She'll she'll beat Tanon, but the the mm-hmm. coach and that stuff will likely still be at large. Well, well I, I, look, I, I don't know about they that. Found the... I mean, maybe it will be, maybe they... it won't, but. I think what will happen at yeah, the end what... here. Let me finish, but okay, go, 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 go. Right, what I think is going to what, what I think might happen is the story will end. She'll beat the bad guy. She'll save her, you know, her friend, her parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the coach and that that organization is still around for a future story. Sure, I can almost see the final little moment, the final page, the final panel being her finding her suit, and that being like the moment where she just stares at it. Maybe we get a page with her on. I don't know, but I could see like the tease of like seeing the logo for the first time in her life, or at least the f- yeah, and yeah. as this form, like I could see that being the final moment. But no, nah. what are you gonna say, Matt? So we get confirmation that LexCore is an actual thing. Oh too. yeah, yeah, that in was really this. interesting. Hmm. And the the tracker thing that Dolly, her friend, found in the bag had a LexCore battery. You know, I think that's the part more than anything that feels like it's setting up for a sequel. That's and that's what I was trying to get in there when you were talking yeah. about setting up a sequel is 
This is all small potatoes. It's what does Lex know? Are there more Kryptonians on Earth? Like, is Superman around there? Well, but just staying hidden still. That, that was the thing know? in the last issue because we because we, when we seen the Kryptonian, we were like, oh, is this Clark? Is this is 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 yeah. the reason why there's no Superman is because Clark's been held underground, the captive mm-hmm. for years, kind of like Flashpoint kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And obviously it's not, but you you wonder, is he out there? Honestly, I'm inclined to say no, or at least not yet, based on that Kara's origin here is mm-hmm. basically Clark's. Oh yeah, it is yeah. Which is so why it's it's like not. she's literally taken his place. In in this version of this world, she is here instead well, of Clark. So you think that's Clark... what they wanted to do and have him show up as a as a child, like what was meant, you know, she was meant yeah. to be his yeah. guardian. You know? Uh, yeah, they could go that route, yeah. Because mm. I just went back and looked at the images of, of her parents that she's remembering and none of them have the symbol of the House of L. So you know, that's not been a thing thus far. I st- I, st- I think we're gonna see the symbol by the end of the, the last issue. No, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But in her memory, you know what I mean? Like it's not Oh what about this? Yeah. They're not making uh, a big deal of it. I've got an idea, right? That's just how she, uh-huh. that's just how she gets the symbol. Clark's ship did arrive, but he died. Uh-huh. He didn't make it. Uh-huh. And the suit's in the in the, the ship and she finds the, it. The cape. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah, it's just a guess. Go. Like if, if this is an else world where there's no Superman and it's just Supergirl, yeah. maybe that's the way you could go. Like Clark as a baby didn't make the yeah. trip he didn't survive the trip. He's dead. For whatever reason, yeah. he landed on Earth but he's dead. I mean I, admittedly a panel of like a dead baby <laughs> sitting in a ship may be really what depressing. What if do is find the ship yeah. and the, the cape's there and the baby's not, so it would kinda leave it open. Like mm. what had happened. Yeah. Uh, but I could see it, didn't I? Uh, I, I, I think the point we're going though is we're really liking this characterization. I'm loving this yeah. standalone. Like you see, this could be a movie or a TV show pilot or whatever. Like this feels like it could be the start of something like that. Um, yeah. It's not selling super. I mean, it's doing okay. Like, it's, but it's definitely well, at the low end of the because it, it's a mini that's not part of continuity. These typically don't sell that well. Yeah, so I talked to my shop about it because I missed picking up issue two physically because they only mm. ordered three. By the time I got to the shop, they were all gone. And so I asked, I go, can you order two again? He goes, like, no, they're not letting us. So they're doing this weird thing where they're not doing second printings. So like once it's gone, it's gone. So when the trade comes out, and I guess they yeah. did the same with American Alien, that those American Alien single issues... They can't reorder any of those either. I think this will make a great trade. This is going to be a book you can yeah. hand to people who have barely touched exactly. the comic before and say, just read this, this is good. Yep. Yeah. So I just I think that's odd though that the like the sales aren't there. It feels almost as if they're doing like not a limited print run on purpose, but they're it's just you know, it's kinda of like Dead Man's the same way. I can't find back issues of Dead yeah. Man. That's, that's fair. Do, do you know what? Like I, I said this, I think when we did the first or second issue, I said, oh, I really hope they get these two you know the writer and artist on a an ongoing book. If not together, then get get, get just get them working on yeah. stuff because writing's good, art's great, uh, yeah. and you know I, I'd love that. But I mean, if the plan is just to oh we'll do being super two or maybe it'll be a different name, maybe it was Supergirl, different I, title. I still I definitely <laughs> prefer this to their Earth one line of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, in yeah, every easy. single way. Easy. Like I would love to see their version of Batman here along these lines. You know, that's a standalone in in this. Because we've gotten Dead Man, now we're getting the Superman, like, vibe. I mean, to be fair, Dead Man, I think, was in continuity and could easily fit into continuity. 
Yeah, 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 but I'm just saying if that's where they want to go with these and these aren't Elseworlds, I'd like to see almost a real-world approach to, to Batman. Well, you mean way. like Unbreakable meets Batman? Kind of. Mm. I would not be adverse to that, you know? Mm. But also, I've heard that Mario, um, what is it, Mariko Tamaki, that's mm. the writer, she's yeah. writing at Marvel the Hulk book, and it's apparently really good, because it's all about She-Hulk dealing with Bruce not being around, because of Civil War, and it's along the same lines of these, that it's her conversations with people, and her trying not to become She-Hulk, because it's too painful, so I, I'm waiting for that, that's next the, week when it's free comp day. That is where the book does really out. well, actually. It puts you in Kara's head and you feel so yep. connected to her, both through the, the writing and the art. Uh, like There's a panel of her just staring at her pancakes that have got syrup on it. And you just you feel... And the, then at the syrup bottle, too. Yeah. You, know? uh, you, yeah. you feel that kind of awkward, I'm trying not to be this thing, I don't want to think about this, so I'm staring at inanimate objects around me kind of feel yeah. to it. Yeah. Do you know the moment that works probably best in this issue for me is um, so she comes home and you know the coach is there and then she's talking about how uh, whenever it's family business it's just family and we get the yep. the flashback there to you know the, the the grandparents are there and and her dad's just going oh why don't you go upstairs you know it, it's fine and you don't really get any context for it but then you go into the fire and then you see that scene again with yeah. the actual conversation that yeah. that that took place yeah. just before and it's it's really effective. Yeah, yep. uh, it's really good. I obviously they're not exclusive because uh, Mariko is doing work at Marvel, but I hope that yeah. she still does one at least one DC book after this because yeah, she'd be a steal yeah. to keep her on something. Uh, mm-hmm. And hey, we're, we're in the market for a new Wonder Woman writer. Just a yeah? thought. Oh man, that we are. Just a thought. <laughs> Love that. Uh, and yeah, get Joelle Jones and whatever the hell she wants to do. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, no, great stuff. Uh, cool. Really like Supergirl being super issue three. All right, then, let's move on. Let's go on to the, the quicker section, uh, get through uh, the rest of the books. We've got four left to do. Um, so, again, roughly five minutes or less on each of these. Uh, keep that kind of tight. So, uh, uh, first up, we're going to talk about Teen Titans number seven. I think this is me and Matt that have read this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Right, Teen Titans number seven, Benjamin Percy, Koi Fam. Uh, this is the second part of the Rise of Aqualad. Uh, so the team are yep. fighting King Shark, King Shark in the water. He's got the Hammerhead version. Actually, someone put mm-hmm. on Twitter this week uh, a poll. Do you prefer the Hammerhead King Shark or the Great White version of King Shark? And I'm like, as, I'm like, I prefer Great White, but I like both. They, they, they yeah, both work. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. As, as a fan of, of, of wildlife and whatnot, I, I always take the Great White version. Yeah. yeah the, the Great White makes a more imposing image. Does. Well, that's the Apex Predator. You yeah. know, like... Yeah. Even though hammerheads will cannibalize other sharks, whereas great whites really won't. Um, visually, hammerheads are kind of goofy. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it so, depends. If you wanted to be more of a fun story, I can see the argument for uh, the hammerhead. But anyway, yeah. so he, he, they're fighting him. He gets away and he swims. We find out he's actually un- right under Alcatraz, like where their uh, yeah. tower is, uh, and he he's in there. He's he's got an army of like. Fishmen, sharkmen, sharkmen, yeah. Who are all I can think of was street sharks, the, the horrible toy line and show from the nineties. Ah, yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Aqualad shows up. Uh, he's not called Aqualad yet because he's not here yet. But he's he's no. like, uh, can I join the team? And Damien's like, look, squirt gun, no, go away. <laughs> he 
film squirt gun. It's great. It's a jerk. Uh, and then later on, when the Titans like track track uh, King Shark underwater, and they go and find him, and they fight him, and uh, Beast Boy's a big rhino. They're all fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Raven and Kid Flash have a little moment actually, where uh, Raven catches Kid Flash and picks him up out of danger, and he makes a comment about uh, like, "Oh, it's good, good you were there to uh, catch me" or something like that. It's just a little, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a hint of a little romance brewing. Uh, but that was yep. cool. Uh, so basically, Damien's getting his ass whipped, and it's actually Aqualad jumps in, even though he's been told not to, and saves his ass. Yep. Uh, which just looks great. Like the, the image of him, like, because he's, he's he's swimming away from King Shark really as quick as he can, and he, he gets hurt as well. Right. But he dives out the water, and there's just this great big page of him holding Damien, you know, in the you know officer and gentleman kind of pose, right. uh, and Damien just looks angry that he's been held like this. It's yep. glorious. This is yep. glorious. Because he wasn't held as a baby, and that's why he's so ornery. Yeah. He's not going to start now at 13. So, of course, Damien says, all right, I'll give you a chance, and he gives him a, a costume to wear. It's, it's a experimental outfit he was designing for himself. But Yeah. So, I, I it's the Aqualad costume that we, that we come to. I also like that Damien's yelling Maneuver X, and they're not listening to the Oh, the that was so book. funny, yeah plays because yeah and then when because at the start of the, yeah. the start of the issue he shouts out maneuver this and they all just do their own thing because yeah. they don't know what he means yeah. and he's like damn it then you read the playbook and then later on when yeah. they're down under the water and they're in the space yeah. and they fight him like flashing uh oh it's a really really great thing raven. actually it's a yeah, flashing raven flash runs as raven's on his on her on his back doing because she, she can do her, people away. Yeah, she can do a teleporting thing so he's spinning mm-hmm. her around while she's on his back teleporting people yep. it's a really cool thing and Damien just said yes uh, strategy T maneuver T yeah maneuver T yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like uh, you know that they didn't know that they just did this yeah. but I love the exactly. idea that Damien had all these ideas in his head he's like yeah here's how we can do all these team ups like yeah like, yeah. like, like, like football plays kind of thing yep it's, it's super great. fun yeah. But yeah, um, my, I'm running out of steam on this book. Like I like it, but when it comes to priorities, it's it's going lower. So I'm hanging on until yeah. the Deathstroke. Uh, I mean, that's why it's, that's why it's in, the, that's why it's in the quick section. Yeah. I, I think it's a really fun book. Uh, I, honestly, I'd probably jettison a lot of things before I jettison this, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Art's really good. It's still really bright, colorful. Again, very expressive yeah. with Damien and stuff like that. Uh, no, uh, I'm digging it. It's a very light read. Like it's it's not like a heavy book. It's not like something that's making no. me think super deeper and that. It's just like fun characters but, having fun. But at the banter. end, it ties into Aquaman into that story. I just did not care about with well, Nemo. It, well, no, it's not really tying into Nemo. It's just <sighs> tying into the fact that Aqualad comes from Black Manta. So Black Manta's coming to the next Teen Titans arc. I'm I'm cool with yeah. that. I, I'm <laughs> not bothered by that at all. Yeah, you know. Just I, ha- I didn't like that. I, if it was just Black Manta by himself, fine. But it, that whole it, it is organization. Though, like, she's just there because he happens to run this organization now. Like, I, yeah. I don't think it's important that he's with Nemo. That just happens to in continuity. It just happens to be with them right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I appreciate the continuity thing, but it reminded me of stuff I didn't like reading. That's all, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Light read. So I mean, it's definitely not a heavy one, but it's it's just good fun. Yeah. All right, uh, Connor, you can talk now. Uh, and possibly Matt. Matt, did you read Tal Jordan, yeah. the Green Lantern Corps this week? Yeah, and I hate Connor for it. <laughs> He's added an extra book to my reading because I can't help myself. Issue... This is actually pretty good, isn't it? It is. Let, let me intro it. Issue 19, we're on. Uh, Robert Vendetti writing and V. Kenneth Marion on art. Take it away. You're on a clock. Clock's ticking. So you, you got fully caught up 
You enjoying yep. it, yeah? Yeah. How are you feeling about? Yeah, I was gonna say Space Ape. How 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 do you find Space Ape? He's great. He's great. We found out here he's actually a prince somewhere. So I'm yes. guessing I'm guessing Gorilla City. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, it's starting to do the timey wimey thing, which I think is fine because I don't. We haven't really got that in Green Lanterns. So with Rip Hunter being there and having a future ring, and it adding a whole wrinkle to how John reacts with it. I yeah. think is weird because he won't let anybody access it because he's kind of this nobody should know too much. He's Doc Brown. You can't know too much about your own future. Yes, because he finds out uh, Rip Hunter's ring was last updated in 2047. And he's like, right, yeah. nope, this staying under guard. We are not having this yeah. around. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense. I like that the whole reason Rip has the ring, it, it doesn't have any combat capabilities. It's just Mm-mm. that basically sure. so that that he can prove to John that he is a friend of the core. Right. And John Which gave it to him is, is gone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the, that's the last of it. And, uh, but yeah, and we get Kyle, which I always thought was weird that he's in his 90 suit with the clam shell, uh, face the mask. mask. Yeah. Good. It's the best kale suit. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like his, I like his, his ion costume a little bit more, but that's just me. It's more I sleek and, and I whatever, actually, but Kyle was a bit weird in this issue for me. Yeah. So, but. so fill me in. Has he encountered these prison beasts before? Because he seems like he kind of knows what's going on. The the prison beasts, the little really? spiky little buggers. Um, yeah. No, we haven't seen them before last issue in this okay. series. Well, uh, uh, so I got caught knowledge. up, and we have seen them before. We have in the Zudarian. Yeah, in the Zudarian. Ah, uh, okay. When she talks about adventures that she's encountered, right. so they popped up there. So the, just the way that he went to meet them head on, it felt like he's interacted with them before. But then he tries to fire on them, and you find out. So these beasts look like birds made out of crystals, right? Yeah. And when you try to use a ring on them, it scatters the light because they're prisms. So ring energy, whether it's yellow, because we see Space Ape had tried, and his partner... Gorin, I think Gorin's son, right? Yes. He had tried, and the blue or the blue, the the yellow or the green didn't work. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I thought that was weird. I didn't know if that was something that I'd missed because I'm not going back and. No, no. I started back at the Zudarian issue, and I've worked my way forward. Um, but I didn't know. Not not unless had... I've forgotten something. With gotcha. I feel like that would be a pretty memorable thing, though. Yeah, for sure. So, but it, it's it's a little bit weird when he starts hitting on a uh, Cernic, you know, just in the middle of it all. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like Kyle, I get you got a history, but now, really? Oh, I did love that he created uh, the, the flowers. flowers. Yeah. And she has shears, and she cuts them. <laughs> and I was like, I have business to get to, man. It is good. But so we find out Rips come back to now because we know that whatever goes wrong with the core starts, you know, today. Yeah. Yep. And he knows roughly where, and it's obviously it's where the the two lanterns went missing. Went missing, and yeah. and that's where we cut over to our villain, Sarko, I believe his name was. Sarko, yeah. Yes. S a r k o. And he monologues for a bit and basically gives us the the history of the future, yep. where essentially he's the last yellow and the the last bastion of the yellow light because the yellows and the greens got along so well that they gave up being yellows and all became greens. Which Space Ape can't believe because he's like, 
no way Arkello would ever give up a yellow ring. He trained me to use this thing. He loves that more than life. Yeah, and, and, and they talk about Arkello and Guy's friendship and how that's yep. what inspires the two cores to come together. I'm Just, so excited for that. I know. It's, it's so good. If you can become best friends after plucking out someone's eye, then I know how to get more friends. That said, huh? I don't know if it was me, in that little glimpse, Arkello seemed to have both eyes. Well, maybe his species regenerates. I don't know. He's an alien. He regenerated his tongue, apparently. Well, that was that after... was Saint Walker, wasn't it? Oh, I don't. Remember. I think that was Saint Walker in the way. the you know the new Fifty Two series that had them all in. Well, there you go. Well, there you are. Yeah. Well, there you go. He could just Saint Walker can hope him an eye. You know <laughs> that, that's true. But yeah, it's a pretty good issue. It's it's really giving me a good idea of what this arc is going forward. Now we got yeah. the, the time stuff, and it's all about whether or not these cores can come together and become that and and whether or not is that the best thing for them or should they remain separate entities right well and and they you know rip hunter claims that sarko's a a rogue agent like because he's he's so strong on sinestro's mission yeah he's basically an extremist yeah and so you know he's even wearing what looks like the training uniform of a yellow you know that looks like sinestro's original costume yeah you're right first meet him so that was interesting, but yeah, it's all around. It's, it's a good book. I like John as the leader; it fits him more than Hal, because you know. But it keeps Hal as that wild card because he can't control his ring because Hal hand forged that ring. So when Hal goes off half cocked to meet these prison beasts, yeah, John's just like I, I can't do anything. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, I kind of wish we ordered these slightly differently because at the end of Teen Titans Seven. Because Matt was saying he was on Steam, I said, oh, there's things on Jetson much more than this before yeah. this. Because I kind of used that as a segue to say, speaking of things I would Jetson long before Teen Titans, uh, Justice ah. League of America ah. number five, Steve Orlando yeah. writing and Andy McDonald on art. Me, me too. I'm about done. Yeah. Like, not to spoil, I cannot keep doing this. Nah, it's th- just not good. I think I'm done as well. See, see the problem is, though, is we were hoping, right, oh, we do something different, focus on the characters. And I yeah. feel like the plot of this new arc is really similar to the plot of the first arc. So it's yep. straight into a second arc and not like a, a bridging issue, cool down, nope. you know, nope. time out, let some characters, you know, talk. Nope. Yep. None of that. Oh, okay. uh, I'm glad not only that, that, we have, it's essentially, it's in it's 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 the US now, but there's a there's like a city yeah. that's been taken over by this uh, Aegis or something like that, Aegis or whatever he's called. Yeah. Who's, who uses Greek history to make new energy weapons yes. in, in, in Western Pennsylvania. But he basically he convinces all the, 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 the townspeople to work for him because for him. the jobs, like the job market's terrible, they're all they're all struggling for money. So they all agree, yeah. uh, and then it comes up to someone, like a reporter or someone tells the Ray about it at a press conference at the start, and that's how they yeah. find out. So they go to the town, and he's there, and he's got cronies, and it just it feels like they're going to liberate another like city just kind of like the liberated yeah. Latvia, or not Latvia, whatever the country was. <laughs> they can't do that. Doom would just crush them all. I know. Like, that's it. Look, the point I'm making is, is that it just, it, like, we were hoping for something completely different from the first arc. Yeah. And we got something that it feels, I mean, they're not from another, like, planet or and dimension. Batman's but... not even there. And they make a plot point about it. But it's just like, well, Batman put together this team because they needed them to be human. But you bring in Lobo and the Ray, and the Batman just takes off, and they bring Lobo in and basically have him go fight 
these people by well, himself. Well, Batman shows up halfway through. Yeah, but he's not there at the decision-making. The oh, sure, yeah. He's not, he's not there at the start. Uh, which maybe leads into, like, is, is there something going on? Like, is he up to something? Uh, probably. Uh, yeah, and Lobo fights, and uh, Atom is, like, with the bad I guys. Reading, so, I, so I used to hate reading Bizarro, right? Because it was just bad, but I got used to reading Bizarro. Hmm. I don't think I'll ever get used to reading Lobo. The words that they come up with for him to say, just, just have him talk like a, a gruff dude from Earth. You can throw on a bastard here and there, mm. but the overly using like alien terms and stuff, I'm just like I, it's a chore, you know. No, I I but, kind yeah. of agree. Uh, I can't remember the last time but, I heard both of you so unenthusiastic but, about any book. But by yeah. the by the end, because we dropped all the ones we didn't like. By the <laughs> by the end of the issue. Like the, okay, sure, the villain does ride in in a flying line, so that was at least an interesting image. Uh, and in the final page, to help them fight, the Ray gives light armor to the rest of the team. So the last page is this like big shot of uh, like Batman with this like extra light armor around him. Uh, Canary's got it. Uh, Vixen's got it, and it, that looks kind of cool. Like it's a, it's a nice moment, but the rest of the issue is kind of dull. Feel like this is fitting of a Justice League of America. Like no, you doesn't. want, you want big blockbuster Starro invading. That's who you want the Justice League of America well, to be. Uh, no, no, Matt, I don't even no, I would, I don't even necessarily agree with that. You can do smaller Justice League stories, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying after you do Lord Havoc, right? You can do a big blockbustery thing no, and then go, do a smaller no, thing. Matt, I completely disagree. Go smaller. The, the problem with this book ah, is that it started right. with this this relatively big plot. No, go small. Build the team, make me care about the characters interacting with each other, but instead it just it, it's just doing the same thing again. What? Yeah. It it kind yeah. of just sounds like it's another city, it's another villain. Yeah, it does. That's, that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of unless I hear better things coming through, I, I'm dropping it now. Just because <laughs> not for me, because I think I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So because because I I want to know more about the Adam stuff. Like I really enjoyed all of those those. Rebirth issues. That's yeah, what's so disappointing yeah. about this. The one shots were all varying levels of great to fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and the, the thing about them is, is they were all so focused on the characters that I was looking forward to the book because I thought, oh, it's going to be about the characters interacting and then they'll, ha they'll have things to do. It's not. And it's not. It's, it just feels like such a generic action comic where they have fights and there's things happening. And they're, yeah. they're kind of trying to make points because like the, the the villains are like taking over people and there's like social commentary kind of in there. But it's it's it just... I'm not connected to it, and it's it's just not but, that entertaining to read. Do you know what it reminds yeah. me of? You know how at the end of the New 52, so we had the Justice League book with Johns, yeah. and yeah, that was doing you know proper Justice League stuff. Right. And then they put Hitch on JLA to do this side, just action-y nonsense. You yeah. know? And then we came into this, and they gave Hitch, this, you know, they gave him the main Justice League book, but he was still yeah. doing his side action-y nonsense. It was pretty much the same. So you get to this, yeah. and you're like, okay, so this is the... The John successor, Core. so to speak. This is yep. the actual book, and then it's just another Hitch-esque side story, actiony, nonsense thing. And especially since Orlando can do, Orlando Supergirl's been great. Uh, Batman Shadow Issue One, surprisingly, I really liked. So Monster Man, Monster Man was, was good. Yeah, I had fun with that. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I just yeah, I don't know what the deal with this one is. I'm just I'm over it. Yeah, I think I'm so. done too. Uh, it's just. I, I, it was the one I wasn't lo not looking forward to reading, and it was just, mm -hmm. I kind of got to the end. It felt like it took forever to read, and 
There you go. So I, I think GLA is probably out of the rotation for a while. Obviously, if we hear it gets better, if it like maybe it rejuvenates yep. after an event because it changes its direction or something, yeah. then sure, we'll give it another chance. But I think for just, now it's... It feels it's... weird that Justice League Suicide Squad was kind of all built up for this, and then it's just kind of thuds. Yeah. It's disappointing. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. that important yet. And of course, if we end up finding out that Batman's actually Martian Manhunter or something like that, then okay, right, there's something important happening. But for now... Yeah, that's cool, but I don't need the redundancy of the, the stories. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of my problem, even if he is Martian Manhunter. And yeah, that's important, but it's not enough to make me want to read it when it's still not interesting stories. Well, I wasn't saying it was. I was I was just saying... No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, even if it is, it's like... The, the point I'm, at that point, it might be too late. The point I'm making, though, is that, from Matt's point, the, oh, the event built up to this is if it was going to be something important. Regardless mm-hmm. of the quality, which yeah, could yeah, be yeah. here or there, like, nothing about it feels like it's actually important. Even, even if it was no. bad, like, you know, Marvel doing an event, it builds up to another thing that's meant to be important. Yeah, it may be shit, but at least it's you see yeah. why it's supposed to be important to the, the universe. Yeah, 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 that's fair. So like, I, I understood Lord Havoc and what he was doing, and that's a problem. So you had people coming from alternate universes and instilling their order. I get that. That seems like something that a team would have to assemble. This though, like, I feel like like Green Arrow could have taken out these guys in Pennsylvania during the the arc, you know. That's coming up where he's traveling the country. I feel Percy would be better at, at, at dealing with the subject matter than Orlando for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't need that. They don't need the superhero team for it. All right, that'll take us on to the final book Batman Beyond, number seven, Dan Jurgens, writing Bernard Chang on art. Uh, so this picked up where last issue, the back signal went on, but Terry ignored it because he wants to try and make the relationship work. He wants to be Terry as well, it's not just Batman. Uh, but of course, at the cave, Bruce and like the others are seeing what's going on. They're seeing the League of yep. Assassins uh, attack uh, Barbara, uh, Commissioner Gordon, of course. And yeah, Commissioner Gordon and QRA. And QRA, yeah. Uh, so they're fighting for their lives. I Meanwhile, it cuts to Terry talking about romance. And I-, I want to be with you, and I want to mean something. I love how this basically was they used the bat signal as the phone call that keeps going off. Yeah. And he's just like, no, it's fine. No, Dana, I'm here for you. And she's like, yeah. you know, it's gone off a couple times. Maybe you check it out. No, then, I Bruce, love you, and this is how I'm going to prove yeah. it. And Bruce, being the smart smart fellow he is, then calls Dana's phone. <laughs> Dana. Which, which, when I can't get a hold of my wife, and I know she's with her sisters, I call one of the sisters. Going, yeah. hey, put her on the phone. She needs to answer her phone. So I'm glad that me and Bruce have the same way of like getting a hold of somebody. Yeah. And he sends an image, so Dana looks at them and goes, oh, hey, this is happening. And he's like, oh, crap, I've, yep. made, a, I've made a huge mistake. He goes full job. He's like, oh, crap, <laughs> Bar- Barbara's in trouble. Uh, yep. So he, he goes and helps and he fights along with them. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really comes out of it, though, is that he goes over the top. He, he really beats the shit out of them. He throws a couple of guys off the roof, even. Uh, now, he knows they're going to be caught with uh, like a something by the street thing yeah, yeah by the road the, the, road, the, the high road yeah it was going to be yeah. caught but it felt like overkill and then i thought well, that's a bit much but then bruce mentions it and he's like right terry you're going too far and i'm like okay right fine they're addressing it it's a plot point you went full conroy right there i just want to let you know you you, you lowered the voice yeah you did okay. you sounded like yeah oh Matt, your mic's going again twice in one show what, what uh, is this evil uh 
But yeah, so he he's doing all that, and then it becomes clear it's a suit because it's this new prototype suit that oh. they found in the cave that they gave him when he needed a suit. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is like, "No, nah, take it off, take it off right now." Uh, you need to come back to the cave, and he's like, "No, no, I need to investigate, I need to investigate." But you know, he's he slashed guys, he's he's hurt them, yeah. and it seems like this suit, whatever it is, uh, is making them go violent. Uh, it's, it, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it the red kryptonite suit, but because he's he's not no. being selfish, but he's a. Uh, just he's uh, he's limit on his morals, I guess. Maybe you could argue yeah. or something like that. He's got the bloodlust. Yeah, and also in that we get that there's a lot of mentions of Damien and how even Bruce doesn't really want to talk about Damien. Yeah, even know. even more than that because we get this. Uh, the, the, the book starts with uh, Bruce reflecting on his history, and this was interesting yeah. for me because I I wasn't under the impression that Batman Beyond's continuity. Uh, it's all in the show wouldn't have done it but like here it establishes no we had what we think of as the continuity we had yeah. we had Dick we had Jason we had Tim we had uh, Damien and it even mentions Duke Duke's in this book this yeah. little flashback but I, love, I love how Jurgen's kind of undersells Duke he's like yeah Duke wasn't there for long but he was there <laughs> like crack me yeah. And he mentions, oh, Damien uh, doesn't want to talk to me. Things ended differently. Maybe, yep. maybe if Terry was around or, or if my parents were around, you know, that'd be different yep. uh, kind of thing. Uh, so I thought it was interesting. And it all builds up to this cliffhanger. Uh, is there because, uh, here, you need to see this. Uh, you need yep. to see this, Batman. And Ra's al Ghul is alive. He's back, yeah. Yeah, which I'm going to make a bit of a criticism here about this series. Mm-hmm. That almost every big cliff cliffhanger... Uh, has been someone that we know from Batman is alive. Almost yeah. all of them have been that. The funny thing is, though, is that I can write all of them off as being okay. right? Because yeah. Bruce was part of the show. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Joker, it makes sense to build up to him, and it yeah. made for a great moment. Ra's al Ghul makes sense on his own, because he's, he's immortal, so technically he should still be around. Well, so I can actually... I yeah, I have to go back and watch Out of the Past, which is one of my favourite episodes of Batman mm-hmm. Beyond, but it's been years. Because they did the Raw story where they wanted... Roz wanted Bruce to take over for him, you know, and mm. there was some body jumping shenanigans. So I wonder if that's still in continuity or not. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. So I don't I, think it's Roz. Yeah, he's got a mask on. You don't see his face. So I don't think it's Roz. Yeah. It's probably Damien. Let's be honest. They, they, they mentioned Damien far too much in this history for it not to no. be Damien. But yeah. like, so I can explain this one away as like, okay, this one makes sense, and they all kind of make sense, but I, I'm just noticing that almost every big end of, like, issue da-da, yeah. is oh, someone's still alive. Yeah. Just to, how, how cool it would be if it is Damien, though, because instead of taking up the, the mantle of the bat, he goes to his grandfather instead. Yep. It would work. No, I, I yeah. agree. And, and I can see it that Kiara is not quite what she's seeming. Um... Because if it is Damien, I'll say there is still some of the Bruce teachings in there. He doesn't want the League of Assassins for the same reason that Roz did. Mm. You know, so I'm sure there's going to be some kind of twist that, oh no, Kiara, she's the real threat type deal going on. Future adult Damien could be interesting. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, oh, there you go. Uh, it was a fun issue. Uh, mm-hmm. For the most part. Uh, I actually, I really liked, I liked that when he was getting more violent and the suit was, the, the red in the suit was lighting up and it had yep. this, this sort of... Uh, like a light effect, I thought that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in the colouring, if nothing else. Uh, yeah, that was fine, not spectacular, but it's serviceable. Um, but no, no it's good. Uh, so you got that's all the books. That'll that'll get us on to picking our favourites and stuff of the week. So uh, we start typically with panel of the week, 
I am going to go to Connor. Okay. Uh, for me, this is from Detective. It's the two-page spread of her fighting all the the uh, the ninjas. You know, uh, it's it's mm. kind of the the dark and red, and it's just all of them flying into the in the circle. It's pretty good. It's a fantastic page. Yeah, well, clearly we need to finish up because Matt's Matt's getting sleepy here. Uh, I am. This is bedtime. Uh, no, I'm actually also going to go with Detective. Uh, mm. Different panel, though. I'm going for a more of an emotional beat. I I want to go with the panel where she turns around and says her name's Cass. And she's got that That's smile it. on her face. It's kind of just this accepting thing. It feels like a really big climactic moment for her. Uh, so my panel will be goes to that. Matt? I didn't tell you what it wasn't. It wasn't from action where they skip over Connor Kent. Yes, it was. So, it was that great panel that reminded you of Reign of the Superman with all three of them there. But it was from The Flash. It's when he goes into the Hall of Lost and Found because I spent way too much time looking yeah, at that, that I, 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 w- I was trying so hard not to pick that. It's like, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah it felt it, so obvious to pick that one, so it, I, yeah. I avoided it as well. That's what I do. I do the obvious. And that's right. why we left it. We were safe knowing Matt would, would yeah. pick it up for us. All right, okay. Uh, best cover, then, would be would be next. Matt? Batgirl. I love the, love the way that it's composed with her high and, and Jim Gordon low and just the, the bullet streaks and whatnot. I think it looks real cool. Uh, I actually would almost went, went for that, but honestly, I'm going to have to give it to the Flash 21 uh, with reverse Flash, like, you know, Disintegrating on the cover, <laughs> reaching for the button. Yeah, it's just too badass not to. It's a good one too. That's fair. I, I wanted to use my get out clause from last week, where yeah. I used the international version of the Flash. You know the Janin's yeah. cover with the, them in the blood reflections. Yeah. As a good, nice cover, but, but no. Uh, <laughs> I actually end up with with Wonder Woman. Oh, that's, that's fair. See, I, I prefer the Frisian. Yeah, they're always really one. nice. And and the Frank action too. I also really liked. Oh yeah, because uh, it's the helicopter moment from the movie. Exactly, and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, but, God, I hate when their their variants look better than the main ones. And they all look good still, but it makes it yeah. hard deciding. All right, uh, best art of the week. I'll go first, I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, oh, this, was, this is really tough this week. There's a lot of good art. It, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Supergirl being super, number three. So am I, so am I. Yeah. I'm going with Wonder Woman. Because, uh, I, That's... Being severe is a close second, but I did think this was Sharp's best work on the series yet, and yeah, just edges it out for me. Uh, that's, uh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right, so top fives. Uh, I'll go back to the first order. Connor, top five books of the week. Okay, so one is Detective, two is Flash, three is Wonder Woman. Four Supergirl being super, and five Batgirl. Cool, Matt. So, so mine involve a lot of the same ones, but in a different order. So, uh, my one's gonna be Flash. For reasons we talked about, two is Supergirl being super, three is Wonder Woman, four is Tech, and five is Batgirl. Ah, oh, cool. Uh. Yeah. Right, my number one is Justice League of America. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Yeah, it wasn't funny because we knew we knew it wasn't. Yeah, that the only thing that's <clears throat> number one on the list of is things to burn. 
All right, my number one is Action Comics because. Oh, it, you son of a bitch! It, don't you do it! Don't you do it! Because it really is, is this. Sorry, is this the first time in a in a long time Matt's not had Action huh? or Superman? In is this you know why Action wasn't in my top five? <laughs> no, we know why it's not your top hey, five. Hey. Yeah, that's why. Wait, so has this been every single week from now when he puts Superman or Action in the top five? I'm going to say, but Matt, Connor Kent wasn't in it. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, No, in all seriousness, uh, again, this is a hard hard order to do this week. Um, I'm going with Detective, I think, at number one. And then I'm going with Supergirl being Super at number two. And then I'm going with Flash at number three. And then, and then I'm going with uh, yeah Wonder Woman number four, Batgirl number five. So I think we'll add the exact same five books, just in yeah. different orders. Yeah, just in different orders. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I like how we all had different number ones as well. I had Detective as number one. Did you? Yeah. Oh, fair enough then. Very much. Oh, it's because he's ginger. Sometimes I just I ignore what he you forget. said. You forget. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fine. I assume you picked the wrong thing. So, uh, all right, there you go. That's number five. That I like was... that. And this now, that the implication there is Matt did pick the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Matt, Matt picked a, a valid choice. I assume Connor didn't know. Mm. <laughs> I'm just, you know, the amount I poured over Flash is what made it number one. So. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Flash was good. Um, all right, I'm going to tell you what's coming next week then uh, in the co- DC Comics world. Uh, obviously, we have part three of the button, which is Batman issue 22. Uh, you're also getting Deathstroke 18, Green Arrow 22, Green Lanterns 22, Nightwing number 20, Superman number 22. You're getting The Fallen Rise of Captain Atom number five, which mm-hmm. you guys are still reading? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're also getting Bane Conquest number one, so that's the start of the twelve issue Bane series by Chuck Dixon. So, so if if we thought things were two thousands for the Flash uh, this week, next week we're getting some nineties Bane. So yeah. look forward to that. Uh, also coming out, although none of us will be covering them. Oh, technically Connor will be doing the backup, I believe, if he's sticking to that of Harley Quinn number nine. Oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it last time. Oh, did you not? No, I mean then that scrapped. Uh, that's... I, I read it, but I just. Uh, that's yeah. fine. The, the, there's there's not much in them. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. the, 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 I, I read the second one. There's right. been multiple, Matt. These... Yeah, oh. yeah, but because there's so so little plot advance, it's not really worth talking about. We we covered it all that you need to know in the yeah. first one. If you like the sound of that, you'll like it. Right. Just more promises that Connor's not kept. That's all it is, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Red Hood, the Atlas. Exactly. I kept that promise for far too long. <laughs> Uh, also, Aquaman number 22, Cyborg 12, and Justice League 20 are all next week. Uh, is Justice League Power Rangers finally coming out, or is that still not popped up? It's Done still that. missing. Oh, man. I really good. Ben needs to stop posting stuff on Facebook, because he posts a lot of stuff on Facebook, and they're all great, and I love all of them, but God damn it, work on Justice League Power Rangers. <laughs> and it, it should be noted, I may or may not be here next week, depending on scheduling. Yes, uh, because we can tell you the week after, Matt will definitely not be here because he's away no. out, of the, out of town for the weekend. But he will be yep. back for episode 52 and for the finale of The Button. That is important. It's almost convenient that The Button got pushed because now he gets to cover it <laughs> when he gets back. Yeah. So Truth. That's the thing. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the, that is the game plan uh, going forward. And also, just a small tease, next week we should have some news. 
Yeah. Not DC news specifically, but news about the show and news about us. There should, so, there should be some news next week. A little tease. I'm not telling you what it is. Tiny tease. Yeah. Uh, actually, there'll be two news items. I'll, I'll spoil what the second one is, though. The second news item is that Connor Kent's gone and he's never coming back. <laughs> Dagger into the heart and twisted. Oh, uh, Matt. Once I get your, your coordinates there, uh, Pete... Uh, the hammer's gonna fly actually obviously for this is more for the the video people but i mentioned it for the audio people so they know what's going on we have these buttons that i I press that uh comes up saying connor the over connor's face it says uh you know i love red hood and he hits that i have a button for matt that comes up saying over his face uh because batman i might change his now to another phrase where's connor kept (laughs) That is exactly when I read it yesterday. Went right to the Facebook group. All caps. As much as I enjoyed Action Comics. Where's Connor Kent? And then James oh, and Pete geez. decide to mess with me for the last day and a half. And and if you want to join in messing with Matt and get these early thoughts, you can come and join this Facebook group. Just search Mild Fuzz on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, you can also go to Matt's Twitter at MattofSteel57 and say, Who's Connor Kent? By all means, Who is I'm gonna he? get you back. I'm gonna get you back so hard it's not gonna be funny. Speaking of Twitter's, you can get me at Wibble89. You can get Connor at Connor Ryan94. You can get us as a group as Mailed Fuzz at Mailed underscore Fuzz for updates on stuff, including updates for the, the channel and all the videos we do on there. Uh, you know what? Since we're a full fledged show, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thing. I'm gonna start a new thing at the plugs, right, Matt? Now, admittedly, yeah. I don't think you were on anything else this week. However, <laughs> no. However, I'm going to just pick something. Plug a video that went up this week. Oh, man. It's just how much I pay attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a Screams After Midnight featuring Tim and Pete. So if you like horror, especially bad horror, because there's more bad covered than good, based off of your conversations... Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know what's funny? See, see the movie this week called Peelers. It was a, a kind of zombie uh, movie set at a strip club, right? And I said to Tim, we can't really get that angry in this one for the zombies not being zombies because they're really not. They're, there's a virus, but it really turns because they use weapons. They turns them out of because there's no eating. Like, so they're not really zombies, right? They're not supposed to be. Right. After we did the episode and I was doing the image for the thumbnail for the cover uh-huh. on YouTube, I got the poster, right? I picked a different poster, but the first poster I got for it. Mm-hmm. On the cover, it was the main, supposed to be the main chick from behind, right? And it was all these yeah. zombies, clearly looking like zombies. And then right. the tagline in the Walking Dead font said, they won't be walking for long. Oh, jeez. And it was in the font. It was in the, sh- the, the font of the show. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Bollocks. But thanks for the plug, Matt. That was nice of you. Uh, uh, of course, of course. <laughs> Connor, you get to plug a video. Yeah, I, I think I'll actually keep it DC-related, since this is the, the oh, DC nice. podcast. And the CWDC shows did return this week, so it's it's timely. And the one I'm going to choose to plug is is Arrow, because I like getting drunk and doing Arrow, and I think you should enjoy watching me have a drunk ramble about how awful this show is. That, that's fair. Uh, tangents are had. Uh, yes, we started talking about beans this this week. Sean Bean as well. So I talked about Sean Bean. Don't belong on uh, on toast. 
Oh, I mean, I could fight you on that one. <laughs> Don't say that to James. Matt, Matt, I, we, I'm planning on it after you keep the Connor Kent stuff going. But we decided <laughs> that one day the biopic of Sean Bean's life has to be called Beans Behind the Scenes. Yeah. Uh, that was what yeah. we decided on the ad review this week. Uh, there you go. There you go. Wow. So, there's some plugs. Stellar Arrow talk that involves Sean Bean, who, as I, although I don't watch Arrow, I don't know, it's probably not on the show, right? No, it he's definitely better not. if he was. There <laughs> he's you definitely go. not. Yeah, and better with I Bean. can honestly say I do not have the slightest idea how we got onto Beans because I was far too drunk. <laughs> there you That's go, fair. guys. That's all that what you need. Uh, uh, I, I shall plug the 1.21 Influx review this week, which was Alien Resurrection. And I mentioned it because it went out on Alien Day, because Wednesday huh? was 426, LV 426 from the movie. Uh, we've been working our way through the Alien movies. Uh, we got to Alien Resurrection, so we timed it for that day. Uh, so you can check that out. Perlman's in that one, right? Yes. Yes, Perlman. Yeah, uh, Joe who's in as well. Uh, do you remember uh, Tuchel? I know the writer. I do remember her. Do you remember Tuchel from Breaking Bad? Yeah. And Better Call Saul. He's in it. Obviously, he's younger, oh, because this was before we knew him from that. But uh, he's yeah. there. And I was like, oh, this is the first time I've watched it since I'd seen those shows. So I'm like, oh, Tuchel. So did you just watch Alien and then Aliens and then Prometheus? Is that your order de facto? When... Uh, when... Yeah, typically I don't watch 3 and 4 that much. That said, though, I don't mind watching 4. 4 is watchable. It's not great, but it's... That's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's, like, it's got its merits. It doesn't upset me like some of 3 does. Most of 3. <laughs> most of 3. Uh, but no, and obviously we're going to be doing Prometheus very soon because we're building up to the to the new film coming out. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, that's, 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 that's pretty much uh, like subscribe all that stuff give us a good rating on iTunes and SoundCloud and all that stuff uh, helps us out if you do that uh, but that's us so thank you very much for watching and or listening uh, keep reading comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force Connor Kent's real <laughs> <laughs>